What's up, everybody? It's Friday night, and you know what that means. It's time for an all-new Socially Awkward Studios. We got your dude, Steve-O. And me, I'm your boy, Froyo. It's Friday night. The drinks are tight. Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Socially Awkward. If the intro before the intro is there, then enjoy that, kids. That's actually on the Patreon page. So if you are paying on the Patreon page, you will get all of our... We actually record stuff before the episode. So if you're not hearing that, you got to join Patreon. What is the Patreon pages? I don't know. Is because Eric has kept it so secret that none of us know <laughs> it right is, now. It is um, so super secret. Here's the it thing. It Here, Here's the thing. Uh, the Patreon page unlocks special contact content but to unlock the patreon page um i need at least let's say um let's call it around uh let's call it let's call it a good solid one uh person to express interest in paying for our content if we get one person who says hey because no Can joke, I, I mean, the guys you? from Tell Them Steve Dave, uh, they do a bunch of shit on their Patreon page. And I'm like, look, if people want us to, like, I will make fucking videos. I will do shit if we have a page for it to do it. But I'm not doing it just to huck free shit at people. If, if somebody wants to uh, watch my, uh, my, my attempt to lose weight from where I'm at to where I want to be, I will post uh, shirtless pictures. Not naked, because I ain't got time for that. Uh, there's so much, so much prep involved. If I want to take a naked picture, there's so much prep. Oh, man. Primping and everything. No, no, we're not getting into that. But I will do I will do topless for the Patreons, if we had any. Hear that. And that's, uh, <laughs> like, that's, uh, that's, like, that's, like, that's, like, top tier. That's top yeah, tier. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, I've got bigger boobs than 90% of the girls hawking shit on Patreon right now. So, there's that. Although the point to the story would be to watch them shrink, and I don't know who's really into that. But, you know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, you know, I look back at the show, um, and again, I don't know if people are still listening. Uh, uh, we used to have a lot of people reach out. Then again, we also were doing a lot of social media stuff, like the SAS question of the week, and other things and we used to do bits and whatnot so yeah i know the show got really lax and really whatever not but uh i mean no joke if people are out there and they're like you know what you got because i remember sarah uh uh friend of the show sarah stubbs from the geeks you eat mm. uh she mentioned she's like have you guys ever thought about doing a patreon page and i'm like no one wants to pay for us like who would want to see this shit like but you know what we could come i mean honestly i would love to come up like this actually the patreon page would work for like be like hey we're gonna get in shape all three of us, if we don't meet our goals by like that, like whatever Patreon month or whatnot, people get their money back. Yeah, we That's do that like or like special prizes. Like yeah, if you're a Patreon, prize. you get this special prize if we don't meet our goal and this other, like a different special, because we want to reward them if we, because ultimately yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we want to reward the people. So we'd have to have a, here's what, here's what you get if we do make our goal. So that will encourage them hopefully to cheer us on. We want the we want the gift they get for us getting there 
to be better than the one for us failing. Because I'd rather, I'd rather if people are going to pay to cheer me on, I'd rather they be cheering me on than cheering against me. The last thing I need right now with my own no, issues no, is like people yeah, actively make, like, like trying for for me to fail. <laughs> No, and that's a, and that's a, see, I mean, already we're like spitballing ideas, which actually might be a smart thing where it's like, yeah, if we, if we make our goals and you get, you know, people are supporting us, it's like, yeah, you're going to get this awesome prize. If we don't meet our goal, you're going to get something, but it's more of like, you know, more people to be like, oh, hey, and you know, it might encourage people to be like, we want to see Eric be working out on TikTok now. We want to make sure he's doing the work. You know, you could get stuff like that. And it's like, all right, here's a premium TikTok thing now. And, if uh, if you subscribe to the Patreon page, you get access to that for free and stuff like that. Because like even this, like us doing the video chat, uh, we do a Patreon thing. There's people who just get the podcast, you know, for free. But then there's people who actually could see the video. And then like to me, if we actually had to be on video and people were watching us live again, I would actually put forth the effort again of like, okay, let's come like, up with bits, um... let's come up with sh- games, let's <laughs> like have fun, let's do shit, you know, like, you know, for people to actually like enjoy watching the show or whatnot. So. Yeah. Um, we should. No, I, I mean, kind of I've been stuff, thinking. But... I've been kind of brainstorming internally, like things that I want to to bring to the show, segments, um, the direction that I would lo- like to see us potentially go. Because yeah, we did do better. Like yeah, when it when when we first started out, before we were even socially awkward, we were just a a film review show. Is how we started, and. We didn't really get much traction with that. It wasn't until we started doing kind of the the bullshit and then the the, yeah, the random chatter. So, I mean, people probably heard this story many times before or whatnot. I feel like this is actually a great origin story because we haven't talked about it for a while, and I don't even know how long it's we've true. been doing yeah, it's been the a while. show. Um, and then Eric, uh, not Eric, but Matthew can't sit there and roll his eyes and be like, I'm bored. I've heard this so many times. <laughs> uh, so Matthew, if you're listening, you can fast forward, but we don't have to worry about that. Cause I don't even go back and listen to the show. Like me, I'm like, is it good? I mean, I only go back to just make sure everything recorded well. And then I'm all like, uh, Oh, everyone sounds good. Okay. Done. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're right. It's like, we started off as like a film critique show where we would watch movies, uh, and then review them and talked about it. And then it became uh, it was just one episode where we we didn't watch a film or whatnot. And we were just like, let's just talk about Black Friday. Yeah. And that was the show that we just we talked about horror stories of going to Black Friday, horror stories of working during Black Friday and stuff like that. And then, you know, it was then we realized, like, oh, wait, no, 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 us, us. This is the show not talking about, (laughs) you know, what we like about other people's work, which we still talk about, too, and stuff like that. Like, I don't you know shit on people who review videos and stuff like that because fuck i do it all the time on be horrorcast but it's all like it's like no no the show is this this yeah. is the show is us being a bunch of fucking idiots you know yeah i think i think the most successful podcasts i've seen are one extreme or the other they're either like us kind of just a general entertainment podcast where we're going to talk about everything we're going to talk about our lives we're going to talk about what we're watching what we're reading what we're doing what we're eating yeah. what we're drinking everything and then there's the the niche podcast, the ones that are like, here we are going to talk about this one specific thing and we're gonna fucking dive deep. Mm-hmm. I feel those do really well, which is why, you know, my next podcast endeavor is actually gonna be a sci fi podcast where I'm going to talk solely about sci fi stuff. I mean, I will be talking books, movies, T V, you know, all genres of um sci fi, but it is going to be extremely focused. And it's going to be, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try my bet. You know, my goal is for it to be essentially my show, but with guests that come on, but not any other regular co-hosts. 
if you know what I mean. It's like mm-hmm. every every episode will be me and Basically, somebody new. Now, your co-host is like a, a guest. Yeah. You know, which actually, that's the that's an idea that I had for a podcast, but again, nothing ever seems to work out for my ass. I think it's me. But um, <laughs> well, uh, but no, I like that idea. But I will say this. I will say this. Anything that's sci-fi cartoony that you know I've watched is up my alley. Like I'm already calling. The, I'm a guest on the Futurama episode you're going to do. So Futurama for sure. And I'm thinking that I one of the things I want to do. And I know you you have your own show completely devoted to this, but I want to do an episode. It's been on hiatus because I have no co-host. So. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing: is I I would like to do. I don't want to just do the sci-fi that I enjoy all the time because there is a lot of sci-fi that I love, and I would love to talk about it. But I do want to explore the sci-fi that I've tried and not liked as well. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to do one uh, an episode of my sci-fi sh- podcast about Rick and Morty, which is a show that a lot of people love, but it didn't resonate with me. It's it's definitely popular, but it's it's a very you're in the boat. This is the funny part. As much as successful as that show is, Eric, you're actually on a spectrum like on the opposite side with a lot of other people. There's a bunch of people who don't like this show and a bunch of people who like this show. It's like this weird It just it just didn't resonate with me, which is I always say like just because I don't like something, I'm not trying to discourage anybody else from watching it. Oh, yeah, because no, totally. there's there's too much of that shit going on. There's too much of that shit out there in the world where people are like, hey, I like this thing, so you have to like it. And then at the same time, oh, I don't like this thing, so you're not allowed to like it. I'm like, fuck yeah. that. If you I'm don't prime- like a thing, great. Like, cool. Like, you're allowed to not like things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I talk to pe- I've talked to people on a daily basis who don't like Star Trek, and I'm just like, it boggles my mind. It makes me wonder, like, I'm like, how how could you not find anything within the spectrum of the Star Trek universe that you that you don't like? Like, maybe you don't like one show or this show or that, but something, surely. But no, I've had people tell me straight up, don't like it at all. And I'm like, I disagree, but cool. So you know? this is the thing, actually. The great, great, uh, a great point about that, Eric, about sci-fi and everything. That is like, I love watching sci-fi shows. I love sci-fi movies. I love sci-fi um, uh uh, fuck, well, I'm trying to think of other genres. Even, fuck, I even take a sci-fi radio show, podcast, and stuff like that. But you give me a science fiction book, I am not reading it. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I don't want to read this. It I'm doesn't. Sorry. It doesn't help that like 99% of the uh, most prolific sci-fi authors are uh, human fucking dumpster fires. Oh. Okay. Um, that it, it doesn't help anything whatsoever. Um, like I. Uh, it pains me to talk about it, but I love the sci-fi writing of Piers Anthony. He's a very, very famous it. author. He does a lot of he. Well, he did. I, I believe he's dead. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but I, I know well, he. I don't believe he's writing anymore. Like Either way, I don't believe he's yeah, writing no, anymore. He's, he's dead. Um, yeah, so, but he did a lot of sci-fi and a, a lot of fantasy. So he covered two genres, and he he wrote very prolifically. There's a lot of. Piers Anthony books out there. Uh, all the accounts I've heard indicate that he was a giant bag of dicks as a person. Mm. And when I go through and so when I've gone back and reread some of the books I read when I was younger of his that I really enjoyed, I start to pick up on things occasionally where I'm like, oh, oh, that was a problem. Like, I enjoyed this. Like, there's there's a scene in one of I, – I can't remember the – oh, I mean, honestly, I should have been red flagged by the title. There was a series of books. I think it was like six or seven books. <laughs> okay, I got to know what the title is. The title like, oh, of this series, the title of this called? series is 
bio of a space tyrant. I mean, I should have, something should have clicked and said, hey, maybe, maybe this is, but you know what? Honestly, the story is fantastic. It, it okay. is this, it's this epic no, story. Before you even get to the story, before you get to the story, Eric, I, I think <laughs> I can relate to this. I think I can relate to this. Not in, not in novel form. Okay. So you read the title. You're like, that should have been the red flag. But wait a minute. How badass was the cover though? Oh, it was pretty badass. Oh, it oh, was. Okay. You I mean, Do you know picture this, picture this half naked fucking ripped dude standing on a planet with obviously no atmosphere but right. no gear no nothing he just stand there fucking the- alive as shit on a fucking asteroid with no spacesuit like fuck yeah like- sign me up sign me the fuck up i've seen i've seen a movie uh like a horror movie like it definitely 80 horror movies are notorious for this and this is the only way people saw their shit but you will see a cover going like that's a badass fucking cover and then you rent the movie you're like i just wasted my weekend uh (laughs) so yeah that's why i had to ask them all like because the title alone you're like okay but i'm like well how is the cover and don't get me wrong i probably have a bunch of books right now that have a badass cover and it's complete dumpster fire material so i totally can relate I think the the thing is like I really did enjoy these books and the story is very is very good. Um, the story is essentially of you know Earth is Earth is dying. Um, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm I'm confusing storylines from a different Piers Anthony book that I still do to this day love. Um, but this, so there's a there's a book that Piers Anthony wrote called But What of Earth. And it's a very, very, very good book. I, I actually still recommend this one, even with all of the other problematic things that Piers Anthony has written. In this book, there's only one particular issue that I thought was like, oh, looking back, I'm like, oh, really? Was that necessary? But so basically the, the general storyline is that we've we've developed space travel. We've found other planets. People who are rich are able to move to these new planets, which are essentially utopias because they haven't been exploited like Earth has for all its resources. But they get to the point where it's like, okay, all the rich people are gone. Okay, well now like the next richest people get to go. And then they keep going and going until like literally it's just left with the poorest of the poor are the only ones who can't afford to leave Earth. And the question is, of course, well, but what of Earth? Like, what do we do? And so Earth kind of reverts to this like, farming hunting gathering type of um lifestyle and it's very it's actually a very very interesting story and a very good read um especially if you you, you definitely want to get the version that's actually written by Piers Anthony because what happened was this is kind of an interesting story for anybody who's in, into the publishing world he submitted this book to his publisher the publisher said yeah yeah good it's great everything but uh we're going to have uh we're going to have somebody edit it Okay, no problem. That's a thing that happens, especially with younger writers. And this was before he had really made his name. So um, the publisher had somebody come in and edit it. But instead of just editing it, they changed a ton of shit. And then when the book was actually released, it was released under Piers Anthony and... The editors, the editor slipped his name in, like oh, they they threw okay. his name in as a co-writer. They changed so much stuff that they slipped his name in as a co-writer. So that's how the book was initially released, and it flopped big time because it sucked. And Piers Anthony acknowledged the version that was published sucked, and it took like twenty something years. But once he got the rights back to the property, he re-released uh-huh. it as he had written it with uh-huh. footnotes, like. 
so you could like go to the back of the book and like read like here's where the editor did something stupid. Here's where something. Yeah. Here's here's another place where the editor did something stupid. It was a very very interesting read. So if you can find the the version of but whatever that's actually written by Piers Anthony with the footnotes, I I, I do definitely recommend that. But to kind of give you a, a a a glimpse into the mindset of this guy, there's a scene in this book where there's this this girl, and I would say woman because that's how I read it when I was younger, but now looking back, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure this character was like 16 or 17. So this girl, this child essentially is trying to get the attention of this guy who they are, they are cohabitating. They are living together. They are working together on this like farm area, but they're not together romantically, but she wants to get his attention. And this other person that is with them knows this. And so what, in what she thinks is punishment she makes her work the grinder. There's like this device that they, they have to like grind the fucking weed or something. I don't remember what it was. But whatever it is, the whole point was that this other woman told this girl to use this machine on a daily basis because it built up her pectoral muscles, which pushed out her boobs and made her more attractive to the oh, guy wow. she was trying to, to get with. Wow. And I look back on that now and I go, oh, fuck oh. me. Like, I thought that was okay. When I read this, I was like, I thought that was like a normal thing that people thought about. Yeah. Like, oh, man. And then there are some scenes I read. I pre- I read precisely one of his fantasy novels. Actually, no, I, I can't even say that. I read most of one of his fantasy novels. <laughs> and I stopped reading. And this was when I was younger. This, I read this when I was like maybe 17, 18. And there was a a gang rape scene of like a sixteen or seventeen year old, but but she wasn't human, so it was you know she was like a fairy or something. I don't fucking know, but whatever. She was fucking a teenager being gang raped in this book, and even at that age, I knew, eh, this isn't for me. Yeah. I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah, um, and so I've I've talked to a lot of people like, oh yeah, Pierce Anthony's a great fantasy writer. I'm like, nah, didn't like his fantasy. Sci-fi stuff, most of it I did enjoy, but looking back, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I can understand why this guy was a bit problematic. Man, but, I, I was not joking at the beginning of the show where I was like, Matthew's not here to fucking keep us in check. We're like, we're, oh my we're going God. off the rails. We're like, dark. <laughs> we're like, so uh, my plan to lose weight is a uh, gang rape. Um, <laughs> Join me in Eric's new fantasy novel, The Gang Rape of My Weight. <laughs> person that's getting raped is my figure and everyone's yeah. like isn't that just masturbation he's like no he's fucking his fat read the book <laughs> uh, but it's kind of a weird segue into the fact that one of the first guests that i'm going to have on my sci-fi podcast when i do eventually actually get it running which i've already had to apologize i've had two guests lined up already Anybody but i don't have the fucking that? show put together yet because every time i get time i think Ah, fuck this. I don't got time for this. I don't have the energy for this. And I end up sitting no, Eric, on fucking TikTok Eric, Eric, or fucking Eric, playing Eric, my game. Stop. Eric, fuck. Eric, Eric, stop. Stop right there. I'm going to help you out right now. You got two. You got two fucking guest lineups. I do. That's more, dude. All my shit's on hiatus because nobody wants to co-host <laughs> or be a guest on any of these shows with me. And guess what? Rightfully, show. I'm surprised you and Matthew stick around. Like Matthew <laughs> has every chance to just go. I have two kids. I'm <laughs> fucking done. I'm going on with my life. Fortnite tonight, baby, and just fuck right off. Like he has every chance to do that, and I wouldn't fault him for it. And even you, you could be like, dude, I got my own shit going on. I'm gonna deal with that. 
like, yeah, do your shit, man. But no, man, what you need to do, and I, and I know it sucks. You get in your head. It happens to me all the time where I'm like, hey, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do some artwork. I'm going to do stuff. And then you fucking don't do it. You fucking piss. You, you do shit where you're like, exactly like you say, TikTok. Me, mine is going on YouTube and watching other people play video games for no fucking reason. Where I just go, oh, wow, I should really do this. Yeah, then why don't I get off my ass and fucking start yeah. twitching and streaming and shit like that? I totally get it, man. What you got to do is you, that little voice in your head, you got to go, hey, fuck you. Text the <laughs> that person and be like, hey. loud. That yeah, motherfucker's loud when he says, you ain't got time. You ain't got the, well, my problem is that the little voice in my head says, you don't, don't bother doing that. You're going to fucking fail anyway. That's, no. that's what the little voice in my head says. And then of course I think, no, fuck you. You know, no, you're probably right. Like, I want to fight it. I want to say, no, fuck you, little voice. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to do this. Eric, the first problem is, is like, this is the thing, though. You've already done podcasts. You're a natural at podcasts. You've interviewed guests on podcasts. So already you're going into a neat show knowing exactly what you're – this is the first time you're actually doing an outline because you know for the fact that the guests that are coming on, you're not going – you're just not going to go, okay, so this is what we're talking about today and just riffing it. You're going to – you've already talked to them going, hey, I'm going to have you on. We're going to talk about this, and you have your stuff put together. Like, you got this, man. All you got to do – and guess what? As soon as – this is the problem. As soon as you do the first one – you're you're done. You're golden because you're gonna want to do the next one. You're uh, that's what that's what I was one. about that's to say. I'm like I know the I, I know the fact of the matter is the second I get an, one episode in the can, that's gonna be all the motivation I need to get everything else lined up to get the website up to get the Twitter going to get the Instagram going to get all the social media going to start promoting it to get it pushed out there. But then I tell myself like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't ask somebody to record for a show that I don't, I don't even have the website set up yet. I don't even have this set up yet. I'm like, so it's like this circle inside my head, like telling myself like, oh, you need to do this first, but oh no, you need to do this first. Oh, but you need to do this. For, no, but you need to do this. And it's like. And it ends up locking me up to where I just say, you know what, fuck uh, it. I'm just going to fucking. Best bet. No, just fucking do the episode without any of that shit going. You know why? Because now you have a backlog. You can be boom, boom. And now you have that backlog to go, shit, I got to get a fucking site together to get this shit out there. Like, you got, like, so much motivation, man. You know what? I'm even going to give you another thing of motivation, Eric. Uh-oh. Is once you're fucking, if you do one show, <laughs> if you do one fucking show, I will finally bite the bullet. I will sit down and I will finally draw the fucking Star Trek Deadpool picture you've been wanting forever. <laughs> Free of all charge. Right. All right. All right. And I, and I won't even be shitty. Like, I'll actually sit there and be like, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to look at shit. I'm going to get ideas. And you want them, what, on the teleporter and him looking at them and going like, oh, I guess I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the, uh, that was the, the, the goal to the, the idea that I had. For a, for a Deadpool Star Trek crossover was them, you know, like S- Kirk and Scotty and uh, or not Scott. I guess Scotty couldn't be there, but um, I guess it would be Kirk and McCoy and Spock on the teleporter with Deadpool and Deadpool looking around, going like, "Wait a minute, why am I the only one wearing red?" I was waiting for you to be like, <laughs> "Why is Sulu coming?" Uh, but yeah, no, I need I need to do that because yeah, I do yeah. have I do have a couple of great guests lined up. One is a uh, a, a sci fi author who's written several books and, and a published author, like a legit published author who yeah, has yeah. books out there. Um, and I'm actually the really the only reason I'm waiting to interview her is because I'm reading her first series and I'm not done reading it okay. yet. But I am on the last book of the first series, so I, as soon as I finish that, because I do want to talk in depth without spoilers about that series um at least 
and then the other person is uh, is a creator that I m- met, I say, uh, but who I contacted and started communicating with via Twitter or via TikTok, and um, he 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 was doing a lot of content on. Um, the Marvel stuff, the MCU stuff, and specifically he started talking about time travel within the MCU, and I was like, dude, I fucking love time travel. I would want to oh, do yeah. an episode specifically about time travel in sci-fi and how it works in different... Because he would go in-depth into how time travel is working in different uh, in different movies and different, different scenarios, and he's got very, very good insight, and he's very well spoken about it. So he's fantastic, and I really think that he'll be a great guest. And now that we got Loki, which is obviously dealing with time travel, that's just yet another thing to talk about. So I definitely want to get that going sometime in the near future um, because I really want to – honestly, I mean – that one, that one, I'm really looking forward to because I just want to sit down and talk with this guy about time travel. Like if we, we we can sit there and talk about it, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't record it. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, dude, dude, I love like anything with time travel, like other dimensions, you know, like all that kind of shit. Yeah, it's right about. So actually, I was actually gonna. We mentioned before with sci-fi, um, uh, and uh, I know you're sort of like maybe I'll get you'll get people on and even talk about stuff that you don't like. So. I'm actually curious now. So I know Rick and Morty, your biggest gripe is like the them repeating and maybe the voices of that. But there is another series by one of the people from uh, Rick and Morty, uh, Justin Rowland. And he's uh, it's called Solar Opposite. And it's about four aliens that crashed on Earth because they had to escape their planet. But the one aliens like like the scientist and he's like, I just want to get the fuck off this planet. But then the other aliens like, oh, I fucking love this planet. Like I can eat all this shit and stuff like that. And then you have like two other ones that are supposed to be like they're supposed to be training them for the future. So it's like one takes after one where it's like, okay, you're going to be like the new pupa. Like there's also this pupa creature where it's apparently supposed to grow really big and destroy the earth so they could terraform it and take it over if they wanted to. As one does. Um, so, but it is like this weird thing where it's like, it's, so I, I want to, it's on a Hulu if you want to check it out. So I'm curious if like, if you would enjoy that. I'll have to it check it out. Like, Cause it is a different thing, but we fucking love it. But they did this thing with, uh, so there's this one character and I'm not going to spoil anything. Cause it was in like the trailers. It's like two seasons right now. All right. This kid like shrinks down this like human. And then he takes him and he puts him in this, like, t- like this huge, like, uh, like wall like prism thing or whatnot and there's a bunch of like humans in there like just he's just like fuck this dude i'm shrinking him down and he's gonna live in in this like human tutorium now or whatnot (laughs) but they actually did a fucking episode of the story of the people in there and holy shit was it riveting i was like (laughs) okay i want more of this but the best part about it they were so they show like everything that's happening in that thing but they show you the outside where the aliens are and just one of the, like they've done two episodes like this, and the one episode, like the first one, you see them just like a, a bear is just attacking them in the house, and you're like, wait a minute, how did this happen? Like kind of thing, and then they never talk about it. Yeah, it's just like like they might mention it. It's like, man, that was crazy last week, and that bear broken. Yeah, guess we won't have to do that again. And you're like, oh, you fucking sons of bitches. <laughs> like, so I would say check it out. It is pretty amusing, but yeah, it is. It is like I'm wondering, like, because it might just be like you might just not like like whatever Rick and Morty is, but you might actually enjoy this stuff. Cause I do find this stuff. Like I was, 
pleasantly surprised by Solar Opposites. I was all like, I'll check oh, it I out. I'll this. give it. A, I'll give it a chance. Um, I but did enjoy so. Star Trek Lower Decks, and that had some of the the creative staff behind Rick and Morty involved Morty with it. Um, and yeah, a lot gotta, of people. I gotta, I gotta get your. Uh, I gotta get your login for that because uh, Anna was like, "Oh, Paramount Plus." I'm like, "We don't yep. have that." I'm like, "Eric has it, and he yeah. does want me to watch like uh, some of the Star Trek stuff, which I do want to check out. I just haven't. Yeah, sat down I, I, I highly recommend uh, all of the Paramount Plus Star Treks. Uh, Discovery has been three seasons now. It's fan fucking tastic. Um, Picard was amazing, um, and then we got Lower Decks also, which was which was really fun. So. Uh, and I, I think you would dig Lower Decks, even if you're okay. not like it's great for Star Trek fans, like because there's a lot of throwbacks, a lot of little uh, Easter eggs for Star Trek fans. But I think it, it doesn't rely on them yeah. to tell the story. So it's they're literally just Easter eggs for the fans. If you don't know where, you know, it, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, what are they referencing? No, it's it's fine. It'll be fine. Um so yeah, I would I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, I'll get you that information because you can you can definitely uh, watch that. I think yeah, you'd no, enjoy that. Uh, like yeah, no, I, I'm like like I'm all for it. But yeah, I say just get on that, man. Just get on your sci-fi podcast, man. Because uh, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah, wise man Michael Scott once said that. Huh? <laughs> right before he went to Sabaros for an authentic New York slice. I knew that's that's another show I need to rewatch again. Oh my god, I have to, I have to rewatch that show like every few years just to oh, so, just to so go fun. just to watch through it again. And I don't know about you. And now now you got to tell me if you're like this. What when you go back and rewatch a show that you've watched watched a lot of times, you know there's no show in the universe. There's no single show there. You cannot give me any example of any show in the entire universe that has ever existed for more than three seasons. That doesn't have at least one stinker of an episode in it. When you're rewatching stuff and you know a crappy episode is coming up, mm-hmm. do you skip it or do you watch through every episode in order, no matter what? That is, oh, dude, okay, that is a good question because yeah, I've had that where I'm all like, I'm what like that happened to me actually when I a, a while back. When I rewatched, like I think when Friends was on uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I actually haven't sat down and watched it, and I'm pretty drunk right now, and I'd rather be <laughs> drinking with friends. So there I, I popped it on, and then I'm like, okay, I remember this, remember this, and then yeah, I remember there was just like some, you know, you get to certain episodes, and you're like, oh, this, and I, like I haven't rewatched Friends, but I know if I ever went back to do it, there would probably be episodes where I'm like, I can skip this one. This is not my favorite. Uh, Anna does that. We will rewatch stuff, and she will skip an episode. She goes, this isn't my favorite. Me. I, 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 I grin and bear it. Cause I'm like, I will not feel satisfied yes. if I don't watch it. Even Touch though I hand. know I hate, even though I know I don't like this episode. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, 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 I am, I'm the exact same way. I am a completist when it comes to, if I'm now, if I'm just going to sit down and just watch one episode of a show, I, I know that I, I have my favorites to pick from and I will go ahead and pick a favorite. I don't need to watch the entire series. Yeah. I can I can watch just one episode of Star Trek Next Generation and just watch it. But if I'm doing a rewatch, I yeah, will I watch do. every fucking episode. And that includes the fucking Code of Honor bullshit. One of the worst yeah. episodes of sci-fi TV yeah. in yeah, all of history. I, I will watch that. I will watch Data Lore. I will watch you know, pretty much half of the first season was, was trash, but... There was also some good stuff mixed in there, but yeah, there's a bunch of episodes. And then when you get into the later seasons, when you get to the point where you realize like, 
okay, this was kind of a filler episode. Like, okay, but but I watch it all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to people who don't do that. Like, it, it boggles my mind that you can just be watching something like, oh, I'm rewatching this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, did you get to this episode yet? Like, oh, yeah, I skipped it. I'm like, well, then you're not fucking okay. rewatching it then, are you? You you, you skipped. You're pick, you're picking and choosing. <laughs> you're like, I that's, mean, not, that's not how you do it. You're like, I don't know what to watch, and I just don't want to throw something on. So sometimes I'll like, yeah, I'll jump on HBO Max and just click on a random episode of Rick and Morty because I'm just all like, yeah, it doesn't matter which episode. I'm going to enjoy right. it. Uh, you know, blah, 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 because I can pick what is like, oh, I'm in the mood for this one, you know, or whatnot. But if I go, hey, I'm going to rewatch uh, Rick and Morty season one through four, I'm watching all those fucking episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the I same way. Care, in the same like, way with an um, episode in there that I don't like. I'm like, nope, I'm watching it. Yeah. I, I, I thought of that because I've got a couple of buddies who were doing a rewatch of The Office and they said that they skipped they skipped certain episodes because the cringe factor was too high, like they couldn't handle it. Specifically, the episode that came that came up by name was the Scott's Top Scott's Tots episode. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I'm trying to remember that one. What that's, was... the, that's the one where he goes back to that high school where, like, as, when the kids oh, were in elementary school, he promised and them. He said he would pay for all their because yeah. he, he was convinced he was going to be a multimillionaire by the time they all graduated high school, and then he has to go back and he's like. I can't pay for your college. And yeah. it's the entire episode is so cringeworthy. But at the same time, like, yeah, yeah, that episode is cringe as fuck. And it really speaks to who Michael is. Like, if you were, like, rooting for this guy, that's the thing is I think they built him up to a point where at that at that point in the show, people were really rooting for him. And then you're like... Occasionally, you need to be reminded that he is actually a piece of shit. He started out as a piece of shit. We all knew it right from the beginning, and then yeah, his, we we, we his see character. we see him grow. But it's the, every now and then, he needs to be knocked back down a peg. And it's I like think that was grows. one of those episodes. Yeah, it's like he grows, and then it's all like, no, no, no you, you gotta you gotta shrink a little bit again. You gotta feel some shame. You gotta you gotta get some shrinkage going and make you feel like a piece yeah. of shit. But I think the message of that episode was still valid, though. Like, you, you get to the end, and he's like, all he was, he was like, he's literally like, all I can do is give you guys laptop batteries. He can't even give you laptops. I can give you laptop batteries. <laughs> so, but the the one kid comes up to him after. He's like, listen, you know, if yeah, it sucks that you can't pay for my college, but if I'm being honest, if I didn't have that in my head going forward, I probably wouldn't be graduating high school right now. So, despite the fact. That he wasn't able to keep his promise. Just the mere making it of the promise yeah, did actually, yeah. So, yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of like a, oh, yeah, that that was a rough one. But yeah, it's a fucking rough one. And oh, then geez. like a lot of the episodes after Steve Carell left are are a little rough. Some yeah, of, some are, of them are great. Some, some of them are, are great, fantastic, some but some of them are just like like um, oh, I'm, like it's weird that like Andy's character. In that show, he is such a weird, bizarre guy where it's like, okay, you want me to like him, but then you don't want me to like him. But, yeah, when he did the – like his whole weird thing with like Aaron and stuff, like that to me was just like this is just – what is happening right now? Like I was just like, are we watching The Office? Like what is going on? Yeah, I, I did not like the uh, Aaron, Gabe, Andy thing. Yeah, that was I, so- I was not a fan of that whole – weird triangle situation like i, I mean, I'll, I'll just... give props for prop i'll give props for prop is due because all three of those uh, actors and actresses are fucking phenomenal like you see them in everything else you're like oh they're really good act you know actors yeah no no like 
But to, in that in that moment, I'm like, I hate all of these people right now. This is so <laughs> awkwardly cringy and weird. And it's like, I don't like any of you. And then you see him outside of that, and you're like, oh, these guys are actually like, oh, he can be funny. He can actually be witty. He can, you know. He, but then I guess that takes credit to be really kind of cringy, you know? Yeah. yeah it's, that's a sense of humor now is cringe humor. It's all like. It's, it's one of those things, like, I, I think. The Office was one of the ones, one of the shows that really kind of pioneered that. I mean, the whole thing of, you know, taking the laugh track out and showing it. You know, they had that whole mockumentary style going, which was an interesting way to be able to voice. Basically, they wanted a way to voice the characters' inner monologues without just voicing their inner monologues like, and oh, having it yeah. as some. You know, in a normal sitcom, you can just. You're like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's have this character have a voiceover well, of what they're the, thinking. Like, it's fine. I mean, for example, is like, I mean, if you look at it, Scrubs and like Malcolm in the Middle were the first. Yes. People trying, like the, you know, the the fourth wall and like the television and stuff like that. I shouldn't say the first person because obviously comics have done it and yeah. shows before that and whatnot. But it was like the first time, like, you know, and JD did that all the time where he have like thoughts in his head, like an internal monologue. And you accepted it because it was just one character. Yeah. But if you do a show with everybody have internal monologues, it would be like, what is this fucking Macbeth? Over yeah. Here? What, okay. What's going on? This is yeah, yeah, calm the, the fuck down. <laughs> fucking uh interview thing was such a smart idea where you're like okay this is what i'm going through i can confess to this person you know blah 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 also didn't like the episode where like the cameraman got involved that was weird to me. oh yeah when that when the yeah when the cameraman had a crush on pam and like something yeah yeah he had a thing for pam and it was like well jim it was i i felt it was kind of interesting i think it was i i think they wanted because they were they were at that point that was i think the final season or if, yes. if if not it was the next final and they were trying to wrap it up to where they're like okay we need to remind people that this is something that has been being filmed this entire yeah, time yeah. by a third party like hey maybe we should bring in some of these third party people and they did it and it was an interesting choice i didn't like it but it was an interesting choice to have this guy who's like essentially it was you know basically the guy had been you know ostensibly yeah, uh, working entire, on this yeah. documentary the entire time yeah. and he was just as in love with pam as jim was but he had never been able to like talk to her or do anything and so when you know they're going through a rough time and suddenly like he's there to help her and like they have this whole thing where he gets fired because he talked to her off camera or whatever it's like i get what they're doing it's not my favorite, but I see where they're. I see where they were going with this. I guess that's kind of how I looked at it. I it wasn't my favorite either. I, I get where you're saying. But yeah, there's. But yeah, but if I'm rewatching those entire series, I will watch episodes I don't really like. But yeah. you know, it happened. And yeah, like you said, with a show being on for that long, it's like every sh like look. If you have a show that every fucking episode is fucking hitting on points and stuff like that, then guess what? Your season is ending season three then because yeah. no way you're going to keep up that fucking fire. Yeah, by like the ten, ninth, tenth season, it's all like I get it. You not all of them are going to be firing on all like cylinders because it's like. And then you also have to keep in mind, like most of the time at the end of a series, you're like, we have to wrap up a shit ton of storylines that we have. Yeah, we got to figure out how are like, we how, how are we wrapping this up? Like, how can we close this out? And I don't know if they had, you know, with, with, with the office, like obviously the the entire idea was that eventually this would be a show that was being released, and they had that whole thing. Where, I love how they went back and like uh, fucking. 
fucking <laughs> Kevin was working, owned a bar. And yeah. Like, how can you own a bar? You can't do math. Like, I don't understand. And he's doing fine. He's doing yeah. fine. He's not no problems. It's like how I love I love that episode where they're like like getting him to do math with pies. And he's like a fucking yeah. genius. They're like, okay, and then they just gave him real numbers and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I what is this? I, I can't do that. That's insanity. Yeah. Oh my god, somebody uh, it's a uh, yeah, uh, but like I said, I mean that's like everything. I mean like look at Cheers, like absolutely I went back and watched Cheers. Cheers is a phenomenal show, but yeah, there's some episodes that they're like, God, why why am I watching this one? Uh, you know, but it's like again, fucking completionist, so I'm gonna finish I did the same thing with uh Frasier. Frasier has some great fucking episodes, but there are some ones where you're like, What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's what happens when shows go on so long and stuff like that. I mean, look at us. We're literally now talking about shows. We've gotten to the point, people. We're at three. We're at three hundred and something, sixty something episodes right now, kids, and we're just repeating uh, shit that we've talked about before. Like I'm, uh, you know what? This is what I do. Okay, I will put this. I would love for this to happen. If we do decide, if someone reaches out and goes, "Hey, I want a Patreon page," swear to fucking god, dude, I want to put together a fucking clip show. I want to find somebody and go through like shit and find the best fucking clips and just be like, let's just drop these in an episode one time and we'll go through them and just to see if we remember shit. Because like, there's some shit, like I'm sure we haven't talked about in ages and then we'll just come out of nowhere. And we're just like, Oh fuck. Remember that? But yeah, we're doing the remember same thing. I'm we pretty sure we shit? have a bunch of episodes people didn't like. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Like this one, for example, most people yeah, have already, most people have already moved on we're from this point. A, we're not even doing a, we're not even doing a clip show. We're doing like a mediocre clip show <laughs> of other people's shows. That's what we're doing. Yeah, it's, oh man, it's yeah, fucking you, hard out there for a pimp, man. Okay, yeah, it's, yep, yep. No, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I would love to go back to some of those old things. But at the same time, I'm kind of scared to go back to some of those old things because I like think about. Some of the the things I may have said and may have thought, like I go back even just just going back just a few years, I'm like mentally I've just I, I definitely have grown in those few years and like thinking back to things that like, oh, I probably thought that was funny and I was I probably thought I was being edgy and funny or something. Well, and I just said something honest, fucking Eric, stupid. You know, it, it again. It's a been. It was a different time. <laughs> uh, we no, and I'm not using that as an excuse or anything. That it's like it was a different time, and we said stuff that we're like, oh, we're gonna get a laugh out of it because it's it's it is what it is. To me, I feel like if you look at that and then you see where we've come, like if we're yeah. still the same than we were back then, then I feel like okay, that's shit. If yeah. we've at least progressed and go, hey, yeah, I did. We said some shit, or I said some shit that wasn't funny, and I thought was funny, and might have been actually insensitive, hurtful, sexist, or whatever. Not, and it's like, yeah, I can't change the past, but I made myself hopefully a better person from that, and going, yeah, this isn't nice to say, you know, you shouldn't, you know, and I do choose my words carefully sometimes, you know, I don't, um, you know, it's like, yeah, there was, I mean, let's think about it. I mean, it's uh, the word, uh, you know, gay used to be used as, you know, the derogatory term of like, oh, dude, that's gay, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, I don't say that anymore. I remember saying that all the time. And why did I say that all the time? Because South Park did it all the time. Because it, <laughs> at that time, it was funny to say, like, it's like, hey, do you want to go to the mall? And being like, no, that's gay. Like, because I didn't see it as like the yeah. homosexual derogatory term. It was just like something to say, like, for something like, hey, do you want to go get something to eat? Be like, no, that's gay. And it'd be like, how is that gay? Like, why? <laughs> Like I probably You're like, wait, what? Long, like, what? You know, so it's like, um, 
you know, and, and then now you look at it going like, no, you can just be like an adult and be like, hey, do you want to go see this movie? Be like, no, I actually have no interest in that. Thank you. Yeah. But I'm, no, I'm you know. good. But you but yeah, enjoy. But you enjoy. Teenager, I mean, look at the word dude. I must have said the word dude like a billion times back in the day. And just for conversation where I'd be like, dude, what's up? Dude, how's it going? Dude, dude. And it's like, I don't even use that anymore. I might use it sarcastically in a text where I'm like, dude, because it's funny. And I might be sending over a gif of like Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. But um, but yeah, but yeah, it, to me, it's like if you look at your past and you go, OK, I've at least grown from that, then that's a good thing. Yeah. The bad part is, is still being that, you know, person you were like because you're like, you know what? I don't want to be this person. I want to I want to become I want to become the better version of myself that I know I can be like there's. Yeah, and everyone goes through that. Like everyone has these weird like stages and things like that. You know, I mean, I'm sure Matthew, like he probably has said some shit that he was all like, fuck, I can't believe I said that. You know? <laughs> I think out of the three of us, he's probably the most level headed. Yeah, he's probably, though. Like, the, he's most probably the one who's probably not said the least offensive things. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely like going back in my head and I'm like, and, and a couple, there's a couple of conversations that I'm like, I remember having these conversations, but, were they off air or were they on air? Because if they were on air, that could that could become a problem if I well, ever wanted to be a politician or some shit. Not that I would ever want to do that, but actually, Eric, I think if you became a politician, it might benefit you. Be like, this guy doesn't give two shits about gophers, man. Did you hear that episode? <laughs> Fuck gophers. Vote them in office. Yeah. Ohio. Fucking Fuck gophers. gophers. <laughs> I promise to get rid. Of the gopher problem, the gopher insta- that's, that's, infestation. That's your platform. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them gophers. What have they ever done for us? They ain't like groundhogs. Yeah, groundhogs. My opponent's like, but I have a, a financial plan, and we don't even really have gophers here. I'd be like, yeah, and I plan to keep one. it that way. <laughs> and if you elect me, we'll yeah. keep it that way. Yeah. If you <laughs> promise them no gophers and your state doesn't have gophers, <laughs> yeah. you already win. Exactly. I like the, I like where your head's at. Dude, I can be your campaign manager. I fucking got this. They're like, Eric said some weird shit on the air last time. I'm like, did he? Or was he having a night terror and you guys recorded it? Yeah. What the hell, man? Yeah. That's rude. Breaking and entering. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, somebody somebody Eric hacked my... Eric was at a bar last night, passed out. Yeah. Somebody hacked my sleep app. You know, yeah. the one that's supposed to record me snoring and shit. Recorded yeah. me saying some some weird racist shit that yeah. that I would never actually say. Yeah. yeah. So what if ever. Eric wants to fuck marshmallows in his sleep? Who cares? He got rid of gophers. Yeah. Fuck you. More marshmallow fucking, less gophers. And guess what? Guess what? Matthew can finally become your secretary of funk. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's my first appointment. First appointment. People are like, sir, yeah. sir, we first really, we really need. Second we, appointment. Fucking. Secretary of Funk. Secretary of Funk. Hells to the yay. Honestly, I know Raven probably doesn't listen to the show anymore, but if someone wants to tweet at Raven, I would really love to see fuck gophers, like, and a gopher in, like, the state <laughs> of Ohio kind of thing, and just be, like, the gopher, like, shrugging his shoulder, like, what did I the do? Fuck? Kind of like, yeah, like, the and then fuck? people just see that shirt, and they're just like, what the fuck? And then I hope, I hope at some point in my life, someone recognizes one of us out there and be like, fuck gophers, am I right? And I'm like, so... <laughs> 363, man. Fuck. That was a good one. Fuck them gophers. I think that's the title of tonight's episode, too. Fuck gophers. <laughs> Fuck gophers. <laughs> oh. Uh, so. All right. 
I crack into this uh, blueberry SCI. Didn't cut it off at the like where I just had the great Joker. We'd be talking about the Gopher thing, and Matthew would be like, "That's trash. Fuck you." No, I'm pretty sure I got that (laughs) because the the first time you're actually pausing it. Well, just well because everybody's because we don't have a couple of people to keep talking. I gotta go grab another beer. I'm like, I'm gonna pause it. Yeah. Well, when there's three of us, it's like, okay, the two of you can keep talking while yeah. one person goes, and then I if mean, everybody needs to go get a beverage or something, then we play some music. But. But no, yeah. I mean, I could have riffed for a bit, but like, you're right. I'd probably be going off on a tangent, and then it's just all like, everyone's like, "What happened?" Yeah. What? <laughs> Eric did not agree with what you were saying because yeah, he would have Andy. interjected, and yeah. said, "Yeah," yeah. or something. Talking about, all talking about like, you know what? Women should be able to do whatever they want with their bodies. If they want to get an abortion, that's on them. If they want to, you know, keep the baby, that's on. They want to give it over for adoption. And then Eric's just like, everyone's like, man, Eric really must want abortion laws to be more like, no, you can never get abortions. And then Eric's all like, well, there goes my fucking fuck gopher campaign now. Damn it. Yeah, wait, wait. Why are we talking about this? We're supposed to be talking about gophers. Yeah. The topic was gophers. I'm like that's a very good question. Like that, that would be me at the press conference. I'd be like, "Well, what's your stance on this?" I'd be what's like, "Your stance on Medicare for the." I elderly? like your question. I like where you go with that, and I think I the like answer to your question lies in my anti-gopher policies. My anti-gopher policies will ensure that no gophers are getting any unnecessary medical treatments whatsoever within these states' borders because they won't be here at all. You don't have to worry about alternate genetic gophers <laughs> breaking into your home, stealing your Medicare, right? And everyone's like, yeah, I guess. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't worried that. about that before, but like, now no I joke, suddenly no am. Joke. No joke. If you had, like, this camp, right, right now, Eric, what we're writing is literally a Simpsons episode. Because you know everybody in the town of Springfield is as dumb as that. They'd be like, he's right. We haven't had genetically altered gophers since he started as mayor. And no one's been sitting our medicine. He's correct. Yes, you know. <laughs> What do you know? That is a factual statement. That was the scary part. Uh, on uh, the year of 2020, yeah, that's right. We're going. We're going back a year or whatnot. That was the scary part when we were watching the year of 2020, and I was going, "Oh my God, we've become a live-action Simpsons." Everybody's fucking stupid. We're all in the town of Springfield, and we're all dumb as fuck. It it was the, the 2020 was quite literally the Simpsons idiocracy uh, Mm -hmm. crossover event. Definitely is what it was. I mean, we were literally uh, days away from somebody suggesting that we spray Gatorade on plants. Like, honestly, it was just, it it was so mind-bogglingly stupid. Every day, something Every day, day, like, you were like, is this news or is this a joke by The Onion? And The Onion literally had to start (laughs) writing articles going, this isn't us. Yeah, yeah. This is really happening. Uh, yeah, the onion like nearly went out of business because yeah. real news was too fucking stupid. Too fucking They're stupid. like, we we can't top this. We can't if we if we try to make a clever joke, people are gonna think it's real. And if yeah. we and if you know, obviously the onion, their whole thing is on just skirting that line yes. between believability and farce to where you know you're supposed to know that it's fake when you're reading it. But you're 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 laughing because you're like, aha, this this is close to reality. reality. That line was blurred heavily in 2020, and it hasn't been fully restored yet. We still have ridiculous claims being made all the time. I mean, we still have people out there who 
are 100% convinced that the earth is flat. We have people convinced that there's microchips being implanted with the vaccine for COVID. And somehow that that's a, a mind control. People are saying, oh, it, it makes you magnetic. Watch, I'll stick this key to my forehead or something. It's like, but didn't you just say, well, first of all, didn't you just say you were anti-vaccine? So you didn't get the vaccine, yet you're so claiming that somehow without getting first it, off, it made you magnetic. First off, I'm just going to say this. If you're telling me that getting the vaccine gives me fucking mutant powers and I can control metal now, fucking sign me up. Like, I don't see the problem give me, with that. Give me right both now. shots at once. I want to be Magneto I'm, fucking yeah, now. I want to be Magneto today. I don't want to wait three weeks. I want to be Magneto now. I'm, I'm going to, you know what I'm doing? I'm going, I'm going for my shot actually next Friday. I get my first, uh, my first vaccine. I'm going to go in and get my shot. Then I'm going to immediately leave and come back in with just a mustache and cover <laughs> the rest of my. Oh wait, no, I'm wearing a mask, so it doesn't matter. So I'll just put a wig on. There we go. There you Problem. go. Yeah. I, see, this is what happens in a writer's room. You go with that. You have a mask on. What we do? Okay, you're right. Put a wig on or a hat. Good call. Boom. This yeah. is a you think tank, people. Thank you. Um, so go back in and do it on the other arm, get the second boom. Guess what? That weekend, I'm buying me metal fucking boots because I'm flying everywhere because I'm fucking Magneto, motherfucker. Hell yeah. Well, I shouldn't say metal boots. I think he just has, like, metal plating, like, on the bottom of it. Yeah, I think I think just, yeah, what? just soles. Yeah. No, yeah, no. If I'm no, not mistaken. Well, that was the funny part. I, I, I didn't even think about that until, like, I was like, wait, how does he fly? And then it, I was like, oh, yeah, if he's just got, like, metal plates on his feet, he could literally just float anywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we that. actually uh, that, that's kind of funny because Amy and I are actually watching through the X Men franchise right now, right. and we are right. we that's just bad. watched uh, we just watched the Wolverine uh, a couple of days ago, so we're up to Days of Future Past. We're watching them in actual release order. Okay, so because did you actually watch Origin. We did. We did. Uh, I almost had to. Here's the really sad part. I almost had to pay. To watch Origins because really? it wasn't on Disney Plus. It, it wasn't on anything. And then it just came back because it was on Disney Plus at some point. Because when I Googled it, it's like, oh, it's on Disney Plus. And then I go to get Disney Plus. Title is not available. I'm like, the fuck? And then we had to wait a little while. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to check and see if it happened. We've, we've crossed over a month threshold. We're now in June. We were in May. So I'm like, okay, I'll check. And sure enough, back on Disney Plus. So I'm yeah, like, it, it just had a huge banner. Like I was like X Men Origins, and I'm like, I haven't seen that thing. Oh I haven't god, seen that so pile terrible. of trash since I saw it in theaters. Oh my god, it's so terrible. And it it, it so doesn't it doesn't get any better. I mean, it did I give us a couple of good ages, things. I guarantee it. It ages like fucking milk. It's oh, it's it's so bad. Oh man. What are the highlights? Uh, okay, I can I can give I can give at least some construct uh, not constructive criticism. I can give some positives. Hmm. Sabretooth in the movie, the actor phenomenal. Oh oh yeah, fucking. Um, I fucking enjoyed him. Why is I his name escaping his name. me right now? Fucking fucking Ray Donovan. God yeah, damn. Yeah, Ray Donovan, the guy who uh, played Le- him. Leave Schreiber. Leave Liev 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 because it's Liev pronounced Schreiber. like chicken Kiev. It's Liev Schreiber. Um, yeah, he is phenomenal, and he does he's make a great Sabretooth. I wish he would have come back as, like, Sabretooth again. Like, wouldn't it have been badass if he was in Logan? That would have been cool. For a fucking cameo? That would have been cool. Uh, but, yeah, like, there are some there are some positives with the movie. I would say this. There's there's positives, but not as enough positives to weigh out all the negatives of that fucking the, film. The only, the, the biggest positive, the only thing that I really take away from X-Men Origins as 
being a yes, this at least gave us this, was yeah. it did give us a Wade good Wilson. Wade Wilson. It gave us a Ryan Reynolds Wade Wilson. And while they let him be Wade, he was fantastic. He yes. was Deadpool. He was Wade Wilson. Uh, and it was it was fantastic. And that's what that's what created the fervor for them to make him Deadpool. And we ended up with two fantastic fucking Deadpool movies because of it. So I will plus, give them credit plus, on that. Plus we get a great callback joke to that that movie yeah. in the second one where he's all like, shh. <laughs> You're like, no, hey, 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 how's it going? I'm just just fixing the timeline. Just fixing the timeline. Don't worry about me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that movie oh, was trash. So I, apparently, I, uh, uh, I, I didn't talk about this since we're on the, a little bit of the Marvel thing. I was joking about it. I was like, you know, the third movie uh, should be a road trip movie with Deadpool and Wolverine. And everyone's going like, well, Wolverine's dead. I go, uh-uh-uh. He has the time watch. I want what Deadpool 3 needs to start with is just him in over Wolverine's grave. And him going, not today, boy. We got a movie to make. And he's like, <laughs> digs out the body. And then it's Hugh Jackman again. It's like the last time we'll see these two, you know. And then they're finally in the Marvel Universe. But I just want them on a road trip. Like, they have to go fight somebody. Like, they're they're on a mission to kill somebody. But they're driving. And then Wolverine's going like, what's going on with this timeline? He's like, oh, you didn't hear. So we were owned by Fox. And then Fox was bought out by Disney. And now we're owned by Disney. So technically, we're part of the Marvel Universe. But I don't buy it because I'm only in one fucking movie. So this is ridiculous. And anyways, they like to spend all their money on Avengers movie. And that's why we're driving around in, no joke, a gremlin. <laughs> a 1965 fucking gremlin. And, if, and, and of course, Wolverine, when, Wolverine doesn't have super sanity. So he would not understand any of that. And would think yeah. that that Wade was just rambling and be like, "Yeah, just rambling." He would just be like, "Listen, Bub, if you didn't know, you just had to say you didn't know." Wolverine <laughs> would be like, "I understood two words in that entire thing." Disney, and one of them was "fuck." And fuck. <laughs> it would it would be absolutely fantastic. And it would be great because you could literally have them at like diners, like just sitting there having cups of coffee and like having talks and stuff. And then like just shit keeps happening. And it's just all like, isn't this great? And he's just like, you should have just left me dead. I don't, I don't know why, <laughs> why they need to bring me back. Why and then, are you here? And when he why am I that, here? You just have like, you just have Ryan Reynolds look at the camera. It's like, oh, because Disney has money. This is why we're not fighting anybody right now because all of it was spent to resurrect this motherfucker. Like the movie writes itself. Like I'm like if it does come out in theaters, I won't be mad about it. I just want a little bit of credit. I don't even want money. But 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 I'm just saying, people, give me franchises. I can help you with shit. I'd watch the hell out of that. That's for sure. I mean, dude, I've pitched shit for like. Uh, Legend of Zelda. I've pitched stuff to like I Mega Man movies and stuff like that because I keep hearing like, oh, this stuff's getting made. I'm like, okay, well, if they go, if they approach it this way, you could actually make it like a really like fun movie. And then you're like, oh, okay, you're we're not going to see this franchise again for like ten years. Yeah. There's a reason why we haven't had a new Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, I'm 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 hoping that they've got some good plans. Um, you know, we know that Marvel now has the rights to Fantastic Four. Yes. I'm looking forward to a good Fantastic Four movie um, because we haven't we we haven't had a good Fantastic Four movie yet. We've had one movie that had a good Fantastic Four story that yes. was never officially released. Mm-hmm. That '94 flick had the so, best comic accurate Fantastic Four story of any Fantastic Four movie that's been released, and it was never officially released. And I'm so mad about it because, especially when at the end, when you can see like 
they just ran out of special effects budgets and you're oh, seeing like the, the fucking 3D model graphics and you're like, oh, fuck. You're like, oh, fuck, dude. What was that? The Ro- Roger Corman's uh, Fantastic Four, I think? Oh, I, don't, I, I don't remember who it was. It, it was a whole bunch of no-name actors because it was, no-name actors, it was never um, intended to see the light of day. Somebody so leaked it. Somebody to, dropped. I don't know how it happened, but they, just, they made basically it. Basically, what happened is the the company who owned the film or owned the rights to Fantastic Four were trying to keep the rights. Yeah, they, like, had to, they had to they had to make a movie. But the the oh. contract did not say they had to release it. They just had to make it, and that was they made it, and it was actually a good Fantastic Four story. It was the I most think. accurate to the comics. It was yeah. pretty decent storyline, like yeah, with good actors that and oh and a God. budget was, that could have been a fantastic movie. First, it was the first Fantastic Four movie that got fucking Doctor Doom right. Mm-hmm. Now, if you now minus minus the bad recording because obviously he didn't go back and dub his voices like they yeah. should have done, but he fucking comes out and you're like, that's fucking Doctor Doom. Yep. And then he even had his fucking Doom minions that looked exactly like literally. You watch that movie, it's like the fucking comic books yeah. from the nineties. You're like, this is fucking fantastic. And not only that, they fucking had the Mole Man in it. Like yeah. you had two villains in this movie and you made it work like this is the only time i've ever seen a 90s movie do a team up with Mm. villains and it fucking worked yep yeah it was it was spectacular in oh man i i'm i disney if you have the rights to this movie fucking put it on disney plus already (laughs) like people need to see this it's a good fucking at at least at least go through maybe finish the graphics on that last like 20 minutes because they completely ran out of because they com- fuck, they completely ran Disney, out of. What if Disney just was like, "Yeah, we're just finishing this version of the Fantastic Four, and we're just that's our Fantastic Four movie. We're just releasing that." Like, imagine if they just pulled that shit. Oh my god, like, we own this motherfucker. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, like the only time it was ever done right, it was done with the intention of it never seeing the never light of day. The light of day. Yeah, it's that's, so uh, that's insane up, right? to me. Oh man, but. Hey, I'm looking forward to whatever Disney does with it. I've seen a lot of, um, I, I don't even want to say casting rumors because there haven't been any official releases as far as casting yeah. goes, but there's been talk, people throwing names around as far as who could be who and who would be making, like, and there's one particular casting choice that's been tossed around that I'm like, oh, fuck you if you don't do this, Disney, because this is fucking perfect. Okay, so who 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 who's the character, and then who's the who's the person that's rumored? The the rumor is for Doctor Doom. Oh, and it's Giancarlo Esposito. How fucking badass would that be? Okay, so I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there because I have an idea for Fantastic Four films. Uh, and guess what? Yes, it would be a trilogy if we're gonna do it. And don't get me wrong; oh, they'll yeah. still be in the Marvel universe and stuff like that. But I say this: if you want to cast Doctor Doom. That's great and all, but I wouldn't put him in the first movie. No, you need what to build I, up to you need to build up I, to him. That's what I'm okay, thank you. That's what I'm saying. I think the biggest problem with Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom is like the Thanos of the Fantastic Four. He's like the yeah. big baddie that combatants them all the time. What I want to do is your first movie should be like uh, a decent villain, but not a major villain. So I say the first movie, do a puppet master. Uh uh, that'd be a great starter for them, all this kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Second movie, build towards the Mole Man, because that is a big foe towards the Fantastic Four. But leading up to that, just like weaving in the Marvel Universe, at the end of the movie, you start dropping, you know, uh, you know, fuck, where is Doctor Doom from? It's, uh... 
Oh, One of the shit. Slavic countries, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I, I can't remember. It's Victor Von Doom. So yeah, it's Victor Von Doom, and I want to say La La Laveria. Is that it? I, I I believe it's a made up country, so that sounds I know right. It's a made up country, but that's what I'm trying to remember. But like, it's, it's a, yeah, it's one of the Slavic the, countries. So if they yeah, were going to do it into like a play on, uh, playoff of that, yeah, like Latvia or something that, like that. Either mention it, uh, or then like, and then I said, okay, at the end of the first movie that ending like scene or whatnot is just literally him holding a newspaper like all you see is the hand and you just see the metal gauntlet and you're just like oh fuck and it's him reading the newspaper going like oh richards is doing very well for himself and you're like oh shit like bill and then the third movie boom dr doom like that's the entire movie then this villain that we've been building up towards and stuff like that because i think that's the biggest problem fantastic four can be a great film franchise but you keep blowing your load on the first movie by putting dr doom in because you think nobody knows anybody else in the fucking fantastic four i'm like no they have their own rogues gallery yeah like it's not there's there's other there's other villains there's four of them they have more than one villain for fuck's sake um, but yeah, there's been, that's, that's the, there's been other rumors floating around. They've floated, uh, John Krasinski as, uh, Reed Richards, which I gotta say, I'm as much, I like John Krasinski. I do, but I don't see him as Reed Richards. I don't, that's, that yeah, doesn't, that doesn't work for me. Um, is a hard person to place because he's got to be he's always kind of like serious but he also does have a little bit of like you know who would be an amazing reed richards and you're gonna want to slap me when i say this but fuck probably not you know who'd be a fucking amazing reed richards all right let's hear it is giancarlo esposito (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm not kidding that's that's the thing about about dr doom is that him and richards are always so a mirror image of each other, but like distorted, like that's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing is that Mr. Fantastic and Dr. Doom are supposed to be so they're, they're supposed to be this similar yet like different. It's almost like the, the Magneto versus Xavier kind of aspect, you know? So I've, I think that Esposito could play either role on, I'm not saying, I'm not saying give them both. I'm not saying do both. I'm not, not, not at all. I'm saying one or the other, but either he would slay. He would fucking slay it. No, he, the man knows. I mean, the dude. Uh, I was just going to say. And I would love to see him in a less villainous role because we we always see him in the villainous role. And yeah, he does it fantastically. But I'd love to see him in the, you know, Reed Richards is not the perfect hero by any stretch of the imagination, or at least he shouldn't be. If, if yeah. you keep it true to the books, he is very egotistical. He is very sure, you know, yeah, he claims it's very much like Iron Man. He's sure of himself. Yeah, well, guess what? When you're sure of yourself all the fucking time, that means you're egotistical because nobody's perfect, and that's the way it works. So I think he would play the role beautifully, um, and it's just, yeah, and I'd love to see Esposito get to play the good guy, even if it's a not-so-perfect good guy. And I think I think he would nail either role, quite honestly. But I I, I would personally, if they're gonna cast him, I want to see him as as Richards. I was gonna say now that you mentioned that, and I totally yeah, you're totally right. They're almost like pretty much the like the they're so alike, but then like one has the outlandish of like no, I want to take over the world. It, it's it's almost like, like they have the same goals, they just have very different ways do. of getting there. So what reminded me when you said that was, and they can't do it now because obviously um, Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange, but yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch and Michael Fassbender actually were doing a the live Broadway of or the BBC of. Of, um, 
uh, Frankenstein oh, okay. uh, play, but every night they would switch the roles. So one of them would be Dr. Frankenstein and then the other one would be oh. the monster. And it was almost like every night they were trying to show up, be like, no, 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 I'm a better monster than you were the night before and stuff of that. So <laughs> to put those two against each other as the Reed Richards and Dr. Doom character, I think would be an, a totally smart idea, but you kind of can't do that now because obviously yeah, Benedict. Yeah, Cumberbatch has uh, already kind of taken in the MCU. Character. So yeah, um, that is very Yeah, hard Cumberbatch to do. would be an amazing Richards though too, wouldn't he? Yeah, right. I mean, come to think of it though, if you if you look at it, Hiddleston would be a fucking great Richards too. Yeah. So and and obviously he's quite taken in the in, in the MCU. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm trying to think of who else like like a lot of names were thrown about and there's some people that I think would do some do a good job for sure. I think for Thing, it's really just a matter of first of all, thing? are you going okay, so CGI have, or are you going the the chickless route? I have an idea for the Thing. Thing, I say, fuck it, CGI. You CGI like the Hulk because technically the Thing and the Hulk are pretty much the same size. Right. So okay, now this could either be the make or break of what I'm going to cast for uh-huh. the voice of the thing. And you kind of use like his face kind of like you did with the Hulk where like you can kind of see, but it's still like the rock formation, you know, um, Bruce Willis. I can dig it. I can dig it. I can because fucking dig it. You can see, yeah. see him in the human form and then he becomes the thing and just how pissed off about it of just like him. And you're just like, and just to hear, because you know what they're going to do, it's going to become his new catchphrase then, but it's going to be, it's going to hit. He's going to hit it just like he hit yippee-i-k, motherfucker. He's going <laughs> to hit it like it's clobbering time, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Yeah, right. if you're going like, simply thing, voice. somebody with a good fucking voice. Yeah, if you're, if you're going straight up voice. And and I'm not going to lie. Uh, Michael Michael Chiklis as the thing, I actually really enjoyed. I thought he, he, did a he was good. Because, he was good as because the thing his, because his take on it was he was like, I hated being in this fucking makeup, so that's how I use it. And you're like, yeah, now I can relate to like no joke. Okay, if yeah. we look at those other Fantastic Four movies, like Michael Chiklis wasn't bad as the thing, and honestly, I didn't really mind Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. No, he he did it well, and he was just so, coming off of what fucking not another teen movie, and yeah, like teen it, movie he, it was perfect like as as a Johnny Storm type character because that's that that worked. Yeah, um, so like. So yeah, those no, two I, casting jobs, like that's what I'm saying. Like I can find the positive even in movies that I'm like I didn't really like or enjoy and stuff. Like that. I'm like, look, casting on those two parts, phenomenal job. You know, yeah. um, that's that's the thing is you also have to look at how are you explaining their origins, not just how they got their powers, but why they got their powers. And this is something that again. Only that stupid ass ninety four movie got right. This is the yeah, only right. movie that actually explored the fact that Mister Fantastic got the ability to stretch because he was always stretching himself too thin to do too many things at once. And Sue Storm became invisible because she always felt invisible because Reed Richards was ignoring her to do all his things. And the thing just thought of himself as just hey, all I am is the muscle. That's all yeah, I am. I'm just the and body Johnny guy. Storm was a hothead, literally a hothead. That's why he became like it literally amplified their personality traits. And that was the only movie that actually explored that part of the origin. And you know what's so dumb about it, the dumb part about it, it's 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 the, what they just stole from, like what they just ripped from, was from the fucking comic. Yeah, book. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's the only time they've ever like. 
Yes, I know Jessica Alba was a big draw at the box office, but I, and I get, and nothing against trying Jessica to make Alba, like, hey, it. let's take the take the current basically most gorgeous woman on the planet, and uh, we'll make her the Invisible Girl. Yeah, oh, are you fucking stupid? What the fuck is wrong oh. with you people? <laughs> okay, okay. If we're if we're pushing if we're pushing casting, who do we do? Okay, so who do we do for? Okay, obviously I said obviously we both agree we need a CGI thing. CGI uh, thing, and then that gives us a great leeway for voice. And if we're going voice, with with the uh, Ruffalo Hulk, yeah. meaning we get the the facial, I could yeah, definitely see Bruce Willis's face and the voice coming through. There are some um, people who have great voice. Like how fucking I awesome! John, I was even thinking John DiMaggio, the voice of Bender. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. He would be fucking great. You know who came to mind first for me was Mark oh, yeah. Hamill doing like. Some, somewhere between, like, obviously not Joker, Hamill, but yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere, like, between standard himself slash Luke and leaning just a little bit towards Joker, but in an angry way. I know. I now, know it doesn't work as well have. with the face, but yes. then again, you're doing CGI, you can make him look however the fuck you yeah, want. You can look it doesn't matter. Want, like um, the question then becomes who do you, if you're showing the origin, who do you have playing the character before the change? That's that's the only issue I see with yeah. that casting. Other yeah, other than that's that, that's the thing with the voice casting. Yeah, that's why I was like Bruce Willis because he's done voice acting. And yeah. don't get me wrong, Bruce Willis got a great voice. Like yeah. like I'm not gonna like try to like look. I know the man's like really hard to work with, but I'm like thinking like you know what? If you only have to get him on screen for flashbacks and the origin story and the rest of him just in a fucking VO booth, I think the cast would do well, you know? Yeah, and if you do some de-aging on him and, you know, buff him up a bit, he could be that big, dumb, strong guy who turns into the thing. I mean, you could easily go, I mean, don't get me wrong, you could easily go with The Rock, but I think that's, like, two on the nose. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like, little bit. <laughs> It'd be like, not, like show like, up, like, they're like, oh, oh, you've already been to makeup? And he's like, no. <laughs> You're like, oh. Oh, that that's that that's what you look like. Oh, okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, okay, um, so now we have to think of uh, Sue Storm, and then we also have to think of uh, um, Sue Storm is is tough for me to cast because I feel the character was so underdeveloped in the comics. Yes. I really feel like Sue Storm was kind of the they threw her in there so that they, I I, I mean. We were talking about comics that were written in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And honestly, she was there to be well. uh, she was there to be a love interest for Richards. She, Richards. That, that was her character. And that sucks. I want her to be more than that because the character has much more potential than that. Um, well, I mean, so it makes it hard like, to think of, of who to cast because... Well, it's interesting because want, you want somebody and this... And I'm like, I'm not trying to sound like hopefully like sexist or um you know like picking out a woman's look or whatnot but like i'll put it this way sue storm in the comics she's a blonde-haired girl um blue eyes and everything like that but she's she's not she's she's very pretty she's she's a beautiful woman and stuff like that but she doesn't like put it all out there kind of thing like she's very contemporary if that's the word i'm looking for i, I would say she's uh she's considered to be pretty but not stunning and that's the problem that that's always her problem is she wants to draw Reed Richards' attention away from his work, and she's never quite enough to do it. And that's why, again, she becomes she feels like she's invisible, and that's how that ends up becoming her power. 
All right, so I know exactly who we cast for this. We Ooh. say, fuck it. We go against everybody's wishes. No one's going to like it, but we're rebirthing the career, and this is how everyone's like, okay, now I can see why Reed Richards isn't interested in her. Fran Dresser, the nanny. Boom. <laughs> Done. I can't, I can't do two hours of that voice, though. As long as she's using her real voice and not the yeah, nanny voice. Real, if she's no, doing the nanny back. voice, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh. Um, no, Fran Dresser, you're, you're fun. You're great. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it is really hard because I'm like, because it's like, it sucks though because there's like a lot of people that could play that role, but they've already played like characters in the universe because another person that comes to mind was um, if she wasn't young Mystique in the old X-Men movies, I think she could have done a great job, but then she's also has like, uh, well, fucking, I can't remember her fucking name right now. And Jennifer I can remember Lawrence. every movie she was in, fucking uh, Hunter's Hunger Games. Yeah, Gen- and Jennifer Lawrence. Like Jennifer Lawrence, thank yeah. you. Like, I thought she could have been, like, because she has that type where she could look like, hey, I want to get this person's attention, but if she really wanted to get someone's attention, like, she could do it, you yeah. know, like kind of thing. But she could also play the girl that's, like, kind of in the background, blah, blah, blah. You, you, know? you know who I, if I'm going for that uh, type of physicality, if I'm going for an actress who has that can be stunning if she tried really, really hard, but most of the time is just pretty and and would be hard for most men to ignore but easy for someone like reed richards because that's that's the thing about sue storm is that she does get attention from other men Mm -hmm. she's pretty enough to get attention from other men but she doesn't want other men's attention she wants reed richards attention and that's what she can't get because she's just not quite enough to get his attention and that's not even on her that's on him obviously but um you know who I'm thinking of immediately, and she already has a relationship with Disney, but is not in the MCU yet. Daisy Ridley. Ooh. Yeah. You think she could? Do you think she could? We want to rock her as a blonde. I yeah. You know, I don't really care, honestly. I, I don't think hair color really matters in you don't this think particular. It I don't. I, mean, I don't me, think she'd me, work that well as a blonde. But I don't. I don't honestly think it matters. Me, I don't care because as long as you just bring the character and the emotion, like. Like, look, anybody can dye their hair whatever color they want and stuff like that. Like, it, like that's the only problem I do hate with some of these people with, like, the comic books where, like, it doesn't look like the character. I'm all like, well, of course not, because the character was fucking drawn. Yeah. You know get how many me? times Superman looks different in the comics? Yeah. I'm like, get, get me a com- get me the original comic that they were – the first comic they ever appeared in. Get me a comic 10 years later. Get me a comic 10 years after that. Get me a comic 10 years after that. Put them side by side and tell me it looks the fucking same. It doesn't. doesn't. Things change with time. The the drawing style changes. The characters change. Um, You know, there's there's this big – there's a lot of um, talk these days about, you know, things being changed – you know, characters being changed racially and people having a problem with it. Sometimes – because they're changing a character who was traditionally, quote unquote, a white character in the comics, and they're giving it, giving the, the they're casting a person of color in the role, and they're like, oh, this character was always white. Well, they were only white because it was a bunch of old white people drawing them. Draw the comics. That's yeah. and as long as if if being white was a key part of their actual character, yeah, then no. come talk to me. But tell me, tell me one character that for, for who being white is actually a defining character, okay, a quality I, of I, their I, character. Eric, this is where I do have to step in and I go, yeah, you cannot never change this character. He will always have to be white. 
and he will always have to be Canadian. And that's Deadpool. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't. He has to be Canadian. But he has but, to be Canadian. I, but you know they 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 have uh, they have other races in Canada too. Just you know. No, they don't. They but they they can never recast Ryan Reynolds. Uh, no, he's he is Eric, Deadpool no, forever. The only males that come out of Canada are they just all look like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Every last Canada, one of them. Canada's just produced gorgeous men. It's just Ryan Reynolds lookalikes. That's all it yeah. is. And and they Australia, Australia is just Chris Hemsworth's and yeah, it's uh, Hemsworth. yeah, it's just Chris Hemsworth's and um, uh, Hugh Jackman's. It, that's it. That's your choice. You and, you and, get and, a Hugh Jackman or you get a Chris Hemsworth. That's it. Those are your yeah. only choices. Um, okay, so now now comes the question of okay, the new okay. So I will say this. Okay, speaking of like changing the the you know people's like this. The problem I have is when they keep saying like, oh, we need we need an, we need a black Superman. I'm like, no, you don't need a black Superman. You need to find the actual Superman who is black and do that story. Yeah, like there it, is that character out there. Yeah, the, the, when the character already exists. Like there's like, no oh, reason. Like Green, like Green Lantern boggles my mind. I'm like, just do the John Stewart fucking story. Yeah, everybody loves that fucking Green Lantern. Just do him already. Like, yeah. like you, like Why okay, Static Shock. Like you, like they have all these African American characters. And I'm like, just tell their fucking stories. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, I don't care if Superman's black, white, Mexican, Chinese, Japanese. Like I don't care what race he fucking is because technically. He's a Kryptonian. He's an alien. It doesn't fucking matter yeah. what he is. Just give me a good Superman story. That's all I care yeah. about. The, I, the I, only I thing care. that changes if you change the, the this is the one thing that I'll say about and I know this is I don't mean this to come across in a bad way, but I I feel I feel like it needs to be said. The Superman story of Clark Kent story specifically. If it happens exactly the way it happened in the comics and in most of the movies and such, if he happened to have been a dark-skinned Kryptonian, the story ends very differently. Yeah. Because here's, yeah, little white child lands in a field in fucking Kansas. He gets taken care of and grows up with a loving family and turns good and becomes Superman. Now imagine, imagine... A little dark-skinned child lands in the middle of fucking Kansas in the 60s. Actually, Eric... We have a totally different storyline going on. Actually, the story doesn't end, man. Dude, you just created a better version of a Superman story that I now want to start... Like, we gotta fucking jump on this. No, think about this. So it happens that way, right? And they go, fuck this, we're gonna kill this child because obviously we're white, it's a different color than us, and they can't kill it. And then it realizes, like, fuck people, fuck humanity. And then now we have a Superman that grows up and just fucking hate. And then all he wants, to, he just wants to wipe us out. Yeah. You you end oh up with God. the, um, I forget what storyline it was, where, where Superman decided that he's like, you know what? I'm tired of stepping in and fixing your people's problems. It's time for somebody more powerful just to rule you. And that should be me. And I, I feel that happens much earlier. Is that the Kingdom Come version? I'm I, trying to oh, I'm, I'm trying to. I, I feel like it was. It was one of the main story arcs where Superman decided that he he wanted to control things too much, and it it, it didn't go well. It did not go well. Things went poorly. But yeah, I mean. No, but yeah, yeah, I remember that one because there was like a great story in it where he's like, it doesn't matter. I come here, I take your guns away and then or I take their guns away and then you guys come over and then murder the village that kept attacking you. So it's like it doesn't matter what I did. So, in fact, what you guys you guys don't need a savior. You need a ruler. Yeah. 
And then I think it was like, yeah, because then the rest of the Justice League are like, oh, fuck. Okay, now no, we got to go take on Superman because he's being a fucking weirdo again. <laughs> and then Batman's just like, my parents are dead. And we're like, we know. We already know. We've seen how many movies where we have to keep letting you know that Batman's <laughs> Like, look, I, I, I look, I'm looking forward to the next Batman movie. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I like Batman. I don't care. I'll go see it. But we don't need to see the fucking origin again. We already if you don't know what the origin is, fucking Wikipedia it already. I'm sick of seeing it. That's, okay, I that's one thing that I absolutely loved about money and he fucks people up now because he's angry. That's all I need. That's one thing that I really loved about the Tom Holland Spider-Man flicks is that yeah. They oh, skipped you. that. It, it was like an after. I was like, I don't know. I was at this thing. I got bit by yeah, a spider. Now I do this. And like, I got bit by a spider, and now I have these powers. It was just like, oh, thank you. Yes, for okay. people who don't know great. how you got the powers. <laughs> yeah, like, great. We're caught up. We're good. Now tell the story. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah we... Just give me the cliff notes at this point. Yeah, because the last thing we need... Because the first two Spider-Man movies of both of the previous franchises were literally the same fucking movie with different actors. Like, yeah, it was like... That's the right. fuck? Like, okay, so to me, like, nothing against Andrew Garfield. I just don't think the Amazing Spider-Man movies were as good as the Tobey Maguire movies if we're literally putting Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2 against Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. I'm not counting Spider-Man 3 because that is a weird clusterfuck of Sony's mess. And I'm not putting Sam <laughs> Raimi on that because Sam fuck. Raimi actually then came out and showed everybody what his actual plan was for Spider-Man 3. And we'd be like, that was going to be an awesome movie. But Sony was like, no, we have to throw Venom in. And even Sam Raimi goes, I don't even know who Venom is. And we're just throwing uh, this character in. Okay, fuck you. Whatever. That's why I'm so glad that he's getting another bite at the superhero apple, and he's going to take over. He's doing Doctor Strange too. Yeah, it's it, it like, should be like, it should be interesting. Yeah, those first movies. I always felt that for me, Tobey Maguire played a better Spider-Man than Andrew Garfield. I felt that Andrew Garfield was a better Peter Parker. That's so than funny. Because okay, I thought Tobey Maguire was a better Peter Parker than he was a Spider-Man because I felt his quips weren't that great. And then Andrew Garfield, I was all like, your Spider-Man's great because you got the quips, but you cannot be Peter Parker because you're way too fucking good looking, Andrew Garfield. No way you're pining <laughs> over women. Women are coming to you with your messed up bed hair. I can't even get... Fuck you. You're too good looking for Peter Parker. That's why Tom Holland, I was like, oh shit, you're, you're not over the top. And, and this is not trying to like shit on him. Like he's a, he's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man, Tom Holland. But it's like he gave us this appearance where I'm like, okay, I can see where you can be a good-looking dude, but you kind of hold yourself in this weird kind of like feeble state as Peter Parker. But then when you're Spider-Man, it's like, oh, you got the jokes, you got the quips, you got the – like we got everything together. That, that's that's my thing is that I think uh, Tom Holland managed to do both well, really yeah. well. Like I, I felt that – the other two had their strengths, and I guess they, they differed from person to person as, as far guess, as the viewers. Funny. I like um, but, yeah, and as far as looks go, um, honestly, I think all of them are probably too technically good-looking to, to be Peter Parker in the state. But, yeah, Peter Parker's like an average dude, and it's so weird to say average because I'm like, I don't even know what average, like, you know? Yeah. Well, you don't think movie star when you think average, and that's that's I, really I, the that's the problem when it comes to casting. You're like, okay, we're going to ca cast the title character for our show, but we need somebody who doesn't look like a movie star. Yeah, I think the best like <laughs> representations of Peter Parker in the '90s was pretty much anything that was animated. Like, yeah. if you saw like the old '90s Spider-Man cartoon show, you're like, yeah, that's totally like he's like it's like okay, you can see he's like. He's decent looking, but he's not over the top good looking. But if he fucking cleaned up, like I think there's like episode where he's wearing a tux and you're like, oh, shit, Peter, Peter fucking looks good, you know. 
Um, but yeah, it's like, but that's a, that, that's the thing. Like Peter Parker is such a weird character where it's like, yeah, he's like, he's supposed to be like this character, like, cause there's even like the comic where like he had a cold and like, they think they even put it in like the, the cartoon show where like he lost his powers or something was going on. And like the Sinister Six, like catch him and they unmask him and they're like, Parker. And they, they were like, no way, no way. Spider-Man. Like, no. Like, they just thought that Peter Parker threw on the costume to mess with them or to help Spider-Man out. Like they didn't believe he was Spider-Man because they're like, your performance was so poorly done. It was just like, Oh, okay. You know, kind of thing. You're like, Oh, such a genius way to do it. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah, who would have thought that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Yeah. I, I, I don't know the, the original movies. Like I, I liked the first one. Um, the first Tobey Maguire one, as far as it went, it definitely had its flaws, but I, yeah, I liked the first one better of those two. Really? Honestly, oh, man, I, I felt I felt they tried a little too hard with that second one. Like it wasn't bad. It, I mean, it wasn't terrible, I should say, but I, I didn't really enjoy it. Really? I didn't really dig. I really didn't get into any of the Garfield ones. I didn't. Like I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't really I at all. And I felt like everything was forced. It's like you had this yeah. great character, Electro. And then you kind of fucked it up, and then you bring in Green Goblin for no reason, and you're like, okay, this is dumb. Uh, I did like the lizard. Like, I like that aspect, but I didn't like how the lizard looked, because I'm like, oh, you're technically not the li-. Like, I don't know. They kind of like... Like, again, I pitched a movie for Sam Raimi's, like, Spider-Man 3, where I was all like, you know what you do? You do the, you do the John... Con- you do the, the uh, Dr. Connors story. I almost said John Connors from Terminator. Yeah, you do the John Connors do story. Do the John Connors story. Aaron's like, we, what movie are you making? I'm like, everything. <laughs> All of a sudden, Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up. Yeah. Says, come with me if you want to live. Come with me if you want to live, Webhead. Oh, shit, he said <laughs> Webhead. Um, uh, but I said, like, what you do is, like, uh, Peter's working with Doc Connors. Doc Connors like, hey, I found a way to re, you know, build my arm. You make the villain the lizard, and then when Spider-Man's going after the lizard, he realizes, oh, it's Doc Connors. But then when the, te- the, like, the city of New York's like, Spider-Man's not doing his job, so we're hiring somebody outside of states. You bring in Craven the Hunter to Ooh. track down the lizard, and then Spider-Man's like, well, I have to stop him because the lizard is, you know, Doc Connors, like he's my friend. I got to figure out how to help him. You know, he's yeah. not a monster. And then that's where you could have thrown in the dark, the black suit then, because then it could have been the point where he almost kills Craven and goes, wait, what am I doing? You know, like he does in the comic and then he gets rid of it. And then you could have slowly build like the Eddie Brock story over that. And then how it ends is it falls on Eddie Brock. And then this is what you do. You would have been the first people to do that end of the scene thing. Like at the end of the credits, end of the credits, Whoever was playing Eddie Brock, I wouldn't have cast it Topher Grace. Nothing against Topher Grace. I think he's a great actor, but Eddie Brock? What the fuck? Yeah, um, I don't see that. Yeah, don't see that at all. Um, in fact, I kind of, I probably could have seen Topher Grace more as Spider-Man at that point. You know, like, I'm like, he kind of fits the Peter Parker thing. In, in, um, in the, yeah, yeah, like, early season that 70s show. Right? He definitely had a Peter Parker vibe. For sure. For like, sure. Yeah. So... And then what you could have done is just Eddie Brock, like the door knocks and the door opens in his Aunt May and he just goes, oh, hey, is, is Peter home? And she's like, oh, he's not in yet or whatnot. And then you just end it and you're like, oh, the next movie is just Venom? Like, that would have been like fucking crazy, right? But no. Again, give me some franchises, people. I can make people like <laughs> you would not tell me you would not be jerking off by the end of that movie going like, oh, fuck, they finally got it right. Like, don't get me wrong. I love what they're doing with the Venom movie because I was like, I need finally, to. I still I still need to see. Venom. I, I I never watched it. Um, just because like when it first came out, it like I was like, eh, this isn't really my thing. Like 
I liked the Venom story in the comics, but then I kind of felt that Spider-Man 3 kind of ruined it for me, so I kind of had a, a bad taste in my I mouth. Th- I, I will say this. I, uh, I I will say this. The Venom movie is definitely enjoyable. If you want to see it, great. If you don't want to see it, probably not going to miss much, uh, anything like that. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, they do a great job with the symbiote and Eddie Brock relationship. I was like, this is the first time we finally get to and like them actually saying like we are Venom and not like the the bullshit they were doing. Um, I also love like the fact that actually, guess what? The symbiote actually came from space. Like they didn't like when the previews came out, I thought they were like, oh, shit. Are they like they built it in a lab kind of thing? Because that's how they were presenting it. I was like, OK, that's kind of a bummer. Like I already knew going into that movie. I wasn't expecting much. But when it ended, I was like, I was pleasantly surprised by this. I enjoyed it. Like I would say this, if you could find it on like like a streaming app and watch it, I would say check it out. But if you're really not gun-ho about it, you're not going to miss much. I'll probably, like, check it out. Like, I'm sure it'll hit streaming at some point. Um, right now, it doesn't appear to be on anything that I have. I just double-checked. Um, I mean, Tom Hardy is great in it. I think he does a phenomenal, a phenomenal job as Eddie Brock. But even when but when he actually does, like, become, like, the Venom symbiote, when it's, like, jumping around and fucking shit up, you're like, oh, shit, that's fucking Venom. They nice. fucking got it right. So... Well, and the trailer that. for the Carnage movie looked fucking amazing. So I was like, oh, shit, now I need to watch Venom because I need to yeah, see Carnage. I'm, like, that I'm, looks good. I'm looking forward to that one. So I will say, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you want to watch the second one, like, the first one was pretty enjoyable. And actually, the funny part is uh, me and me and Anna have the same opinion about the movie. When you watch the movie, like, Eddie Brock's, like, uh, he runs, like, his ex broke up with him and she's dating somebody else. But the guy she's dating, usually the trope is, like, that guy's a complete asshole, you know, to the former boyfriend or whatnot. This is, like, the nicest dude in the world. Like, he's, like, there's a part in it where, like, Eddie's, like, I think I'm having issues or whatnot. The guy's, like, I think he needs to go to the hospital. We should probably take care of him. It's, like, actually kind of funny to see a different pace where, like, wow, this guy's actually not a douchebag, you know? It's kind of like the same thing in, like, Ant-Man where, like, the cop's really not, like, the guy who's now dating his, like, ex. He's, like, he's not... Like a dick, he's just like, look, I'm just trying to do the law, you know. Like, yeah. so I I find that kind of more interesting than the trip typical trope of, you know, like it's just like, oh, you used to date this person, I'm gonna be a dick bag to them for no reason. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Um, like I said, when, once it hits one of the streaming services I have, or if I happen across, I what I do a, a lot of times when I if I can't find a movie that's currently streaming. I'll search. There's a few sites that I use to search, and because people will sell their digital codes. Yes. When they buy DVDs and Blu-rays, and all, you can usually buy those for cheap. Um, you know, you'll get the code to quote unquote own the digital copy of the movie for less than or equal to the price that it would cost to rent the movie from Amazon or Google or Apple yeah. or whatever. Um, so I'll do that quite often when I'm trying to build up my collections. Um, that's what I, I actually had the MCU up to Endgame. I actually have those all from digital codes that I purchased before Disney Plus came out and then just put them all out there. I was like, well, fuck. But that's okay. If Disney Plus ever pulls them for whatever reason, I have them on my digital. I I honestly don't know if they're going to pull them because it seems like to be a Marvel staple right now. No, I think think they're going to – I think they're there to stay on Disney Plus. I don't think – I think they're like we own them and I don't think they're streaming anywhere else. No, they. I I don't believe they are. And once they get – like as they drop off of other services of the ones that they didn't have the rights to, they get added back. And I think yeah. they're once they're once they're there, they're there to stay. But it's it's nice to know that like, hey, if I ever like for whatever reason canceled my Disney Plus, I still have these movies on my yeah. on my on you a separate platform. They called it they called it Disney Plus. 
and we just accepted that. We're like, okay, but you know what they should have called it? They should have just called it the Disney Vault. Because you know how many times they were like, it's going back into the Disney Vault? Because now you can watch pretty much everything on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. Again, again, give me a job somewhere. I can help you with marketing. Like, <laughs> fuck, I'd rather be like, oh, you have it. Because then you can be like, hey, guys, did you check out Loki on the Vault? Yeah. I think the whole, like, I don't know where the plus thing originated because it's like the standard now. Like, we we have, so CBS, when they put out their streaming service, it was CBS All Access. All Access. But then when they merged with Paramount and got all that stuff, they put out Paramount, Paramount. Plus. And Disney Plus is, you can bundle that with National Geographic Plus and um, something else plus. And so I guess the idea is that you're getting Disney all of that plus stuff plus this. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, yeah, it gets a little like redundant when everybody starts using it. It's almost as if like, like imagine if they'd have done that with flicks. Like you got Netflix and then you're like, Disney comes along. It's like, oh, we're going to make Disney flicks. And then yeah. Paramount comes along and says, hey, how about, how about you subscribe to Paramount flicks? And it's like, well, what the I, fuck you know are you what? doing? I know why they didn't say Disney Vault because then we would have shortened it. would be like, hey, man, did you check out Loki on the DV? DV, man. Got the DV. Yeah, it just sounds like a very, like a, like a, a very unattractive affection or something like that. Yeah, you, that you, if you, you say it wrong, all of a sudden you got VD, which is yeah, a venereal disease. You don't want that. You don't want that. You guys, you guys been seeing that Loki on the VD? Yeah. It's been great. Imagine if they came out and said, this is called the Vault of Disney. They're like, oh, this is oh. the VD, huh? This is the VD. You want to call it VOD, but we're not going to, you we're not going to say the O. I'll yeah, tell you right now, that. we ain't going to say the O. If Disney just comes out as like <laughs> double D. All right, so 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 we've touched on who we would cast this thing. Couple of options for uh, for for uh, yeah, we we got Johnny Star or uh, for for Mister Fantastic. But who would we right now cast, cast as Johnny Storm? Johnny. Now Johnny Storm is definitely a character for whom I think race does not matter in the slightest. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, that was no element of his backstory requires him being any particular race. So you can literally yeah. choose any yeah, actor only, of any any color. The only problem I had with that, the latest, the last Fantastic Four movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan as uh, Human Torch was the fact that I was like, oh, no, he's in a bad movie. Damn it. And then I, it, at, le the, at least he got Killmonger. So my, like, my okay. problem with them casting Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm in that movie was we got Michael B. Jordan before... He came into his own as an actor, like we got early Michael B. Jordan, and that's that's one of that's why I wanted to bring this up because my casting choice for Johnny Storm would Michael be Michael B. B. Jordan now. And no, obviously we can't do it because he's already been Killmonger in the MCU, and that would be that would just be confusing. Honestly, I would love to but, see him back. But yeah, like he would be so much better now than he was then. Like he has grown so much as an actor since then. Well, the problem, the problem is, is like, I think he's a great actor to begin with and stuff like that. And, and the problem is that well, they, they gave him shit to work with in that film. I mean, yeah, let's, like, let's be honest, cool. but well, even, it even still I'm, was early in his career as an act, like as an, as an A-list actor. And he wasn't, he wasn't fully there yet. I, he had more to give and maybe he was holding back because of the material. I don't know. Well, this but, is the biggest controversy on that uh, Fantastic Four movie is what the director wanted to do. Uh, Fox Studio at the time did not want to give him the budget to do it. 
because he's like, yeah, we had to cut this, we had to cut this, we had to cut this. So there was a bunch of shit that they didn't yeah. even get to do because Fox just didn't want to give them the funding for it. So it's like they had a great idea with that movie, but it just didn't it didn't go the way it planned. I just always felt bad for like, I'm like, I didn't have a problem with him as Johnny Storm. I just had a problem with Michael B. Jordan just going like, oh, shit. I'm in a crappy movie. Damn it. That's why I was like, oh, thank God he got a second bite at the apple and became like Killmonger because he fucking crushed it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, so it's just like it's just like that movie I thought just was so disappointing where you probably had a probably a lot of good actors and actresses in that movie. But you, the, it was just it just fell apart because of the fucking studio just didn't want to give them the funding for it. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. Um, but I, I feel like in seeing it, like I felt like he wasn't. And again, it may have been the material that he was given, and he just yeah. looked at it and said, "There's no way I'm giving giving my all to this." But like, it didn't feel be, like I'm gonna be Creed. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so so Johnny Storm is a is a difficult casting choice because you want somebody who you can feel would have that possible tendency towards those flares of anger, that hot headedness that Johnny Storm should have. Um, but can also bring it together that that it would be believable in bringing it together as part of a team and being the the hero by the end of the story. So I'm gonna go with Michael Saris. Who now? I'm just kidding. Uh, the guy, the guy uh, from Rested Development, and uh, um, oh, uh, 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 God damn it! What's the other films he's been? Super bad Oh fucking Michael Sarah! Oh my God! Oh shit! No, that was a, that was my joke answer. That would just be funny. To see. I was oh, like, what are, like, I, what I, I didn't call? like it. It was Wait, so over my head that I was just to, like, you, you, want, the me, you want me to, you, you, to set myself on fire right now? You want me to say flame on and and set myself on fire? Why why would I do that? Why 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 why, 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 why would I do that? Yeah, no, I, I could not stand uh, 20 minutes of that. I mean, if I would cast... Might as well, I mean, might as well cast I Jesse like Eisenberg it. in the role in that yeah, case. Right? Shit, just, fuck just cast... that. <laughs> okay, okay, if you want a shitty Fantastic Four movie, uh, Michael Michael Saris as uh, as uh, Reed Richards, oh, and then we do uh, Justin Eisenberg as fucking uh, Doctor Doom. Oh, and and then them just having a fucking monologue together would just be fucking oh, hilarious. It would be torture. Would fucking... It would be the literal worst. I would, I would love. You know what? Fuck it. I would pay, pay other people to watch. I would pay people I don't like to if go we, watch that we, movie. If people want us to do a Patreon page, if we get enough money, I will definitely do cameo and write a script for those two to do that for me. <laughs> oh man! But that the the fact that we're joking about all these bad casting choices illustrates how hard this character actually would be to cast. Being that I think one of the best choices has already been cast in this role and then subsequently has been cast in another role within the MCU. Because honestly, I think Michael B. Jordan is is, is probably the best choice, but that's obviously off the table at this point. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you don't think like Chris Evans is like, hey, I'm done with Cap. Why don't I come <laughs> yeah, back? Yeah, can I come back? Yeah, like Cap, Cap, Cap's old and dead now, man. So like they won't even notice. Guys, it's movies. It's movies. You know they won't even know. First off, maybe that's why he—that's why uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, didn't tell uh, Falcon. Uh, like he's like, "Hey, you want to tell me what you're up to?" He's like, he's like no, no, I can't. I can't. He's like, no, it's... I can't because I fucking just filmed Fantastic Four. He's like, "Listen, I can't tell you what I've been up to, but I will tell you this: it's been fantastic." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> please, please. 
please, somebody make memes of that now. I just want that. I can't tell you where I've been, but it's been fantastic. It's like Fantastic Four of 2022. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me, Bar? But you know what? Guess what? Take my fucking money. I'm in. I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, so the, the my, my actual... The person who I would actually cast, like, legitimately... Um, I'm trying to remember the actor's name, and I'm gonna have to look it up because I I can't remember his name right now. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm gonna look it up. But do you have an actual answer while I'm doing that? I'm trying to think. Like I'm going through my head right now of anybody who's like I'm kind of thinking of like I'm like I'm thinking of like new up and comers of anybody that I saw. That I'm like oh I kind of like this person or whatnot. But I'm like trying to think that I'm like I don't. Ooh, um, these are two interesting choices, and I don't know the actress's name at all. Um, you can go either way, but I think the guy who played Archie in the new Riverdale and even the guy who played Jughead probably could be a good fit for uh, uh, Johnny Storm. But uh, I but I almost want to feel like they might be too young if we're casting a little bit older kind of people. So I'm trying to like think about like, fuck it. You know what? Just do just get Uncle Jesse. All right, so my serious answer, and I had to look up the name because, yeah, like, I seriously don't know. I, I seriously don't know his name, and, and unless you've watched some very specific things, you probably won't know who I'm talking about either. But the actor's name is Tom Payne, Tom and uh, he's currently in a show called Prodigal Son, oh, alongside okay. uh, Michael Sheen, and Michael Sheen, who also could potentially be a fantastic Doctor Doom. If they if they did, I don't see him as see. That's the funny part. It's like I could see him doing Doctor Doom, but I don't necessarily see him doing Reed Richards. Whereas like everybody else, I think of could like interchange. But anyways, not the point. Point is that Tom Payne, um, he's proven that he's a versatile actor on that show, and he can go from very calm, cool, collected, and methodical and thoughtful and intelligent to off the fucking rails like out of here like and he can do it in a heartbeat um so i could see him being the hot-headed like he's a little small for the traditional johnny storm role but here's the thing you have a guy who can turn into literal fucking flames does he have to be buff no i mean does strength play a part in this at all i don't think so right. I so mean, I mean, and the character I'm is supposed to be what a scientist before this all happens so the 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 only one who needs to be buffed going into it is Thing. Like, because yeah. he's the muscle. He's the muscle of the group. He's the security, basically. Yeah, he's basically the security and the pilot. Like, yeah. that's. So I, I could tef- definitely see it. Look him up if you're, if you're listening. And you, no, if you exactly. haven't seen Prodigal yeah. Son, look oh. up Tom Payne. I think he he's my choice to cast as, uh, as the new Johnny Storm. And especially since that show got canceled, he's available, guys. He's available because the show got canceled, which sucks because it was fantastic. How many seasons? It just got, like, I think two. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sucks. It was really good, too. Oh, if you don't know the the backstory behind the show is that Tom Payne Payne plays this Malcolm Bright, who is actually technically Malcolm Whitley, who is the son of a notorious serial killer known as the Surgeon? Who is Martin Whitley? Who is played by Michael Sheen to fucking perfection? If you haven't seen uh, Good Omens on oh Amazon, god, oh my god, Michael Sheen is fucking brilliant in that, and he's and he's just as brilliant in this show. He is fucking perfection. It is it is amazing. He plays a serial killer so beautifully because he's he's got this weird 
twisted, like, he's in jail. He's been caught. He's been captured. He's in jail in through the entirety of this show. But at the same time, you, like, you get those glimpses. Like, there's these times, you get this true psychopathic vibe from him where he, at one second he's like, hey, how's it going, my boy? He's always calling his son my boy. And, this, you know, whenever he's being whenever he's being used essentially for his expertise on the psychopath the, the psychopathic mind in and it's basically basically they took the character that Rachel Nichols was given in Criminal Minds in the one season that she was supposed to fill in for JJ and they took that backstory and said well what if we made it good and that's 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 what he is because that was her her backstory too was that she she joined the FBI to fight serial killers because her parent her father was a serial killer and so, that was it we heard it one time in one episode and then it was like, never oh, mentioned it's again kind of and then it's like oh we're never going to talk about it again no yeah it was like never now, mentioned again you saying that now makes me now want to make uh, him uh, Doctor Doom. Just because you could have a play on play where you could bring back the purple man and we could have another like shared universe with those two again. Sharing oh, the bring David Tennant uh, in too. Holy Tennant shit. Yeah, right. But see, well, that's the thing too is though, like, like David Tennant would be good for a lot of roles, but oh, as kill, he was so fucking brilliant as Kilgrave. I don't well, want to no, see him back. No, 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 I don't want to see him like, back in the MCU no, unless no, he's Kilgrave. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You bring him back as. Um, you bring him back as Kilgrave, but he teams up with Doctor Doom, who's played by um, fuck his. Uh, you just said his name. Oh, Michael Sheen. Michael. Yeah, oh, they're both in Bad Omens together. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That would be a beautiful thing right. because you know, you know for a fact that Kil- uh, Kilgrave would not be really wanting to team up with anybody. He'd he'd want to be in control, and Doctor yeah. Doom it definitely wants to be the one in control and that's exactly the dynamic they have especially on screen they they always are competing with each other and it's brilliant have have you watched any of the uh, staged they did no i haven't yet i've seen i've seen some of the fucking I've seen some hilarious of the, the zoom videos they were doing where that's it's like, oh, that's what the whole show was was them zooming each other talking it was it was scripted it was you know fake whatever but it was the show was them preparing to do a play after covid by doing zoom meetings to practice except they never at any point got to any of the actual dialogue yeah, of the play or anything it was, was they, amazing they did, like, paintings yes they did paintings and like david Tennant shows his he's like oh that's very good and, some of that, and then he shows his he's all like <laughs> oh, it's very you good. painted that yeah you yeah took a fucking class like fuck no i just you. painted that just this morning morning oh fuck you like like i love it i love those oh things. it's fantastic their their relationship is oh. fantastic like i would love speaking, to hang out with the two of them of, uh, speaking of david Tennant, i highly recommend it whether you're gonna watch it or not but like the fucking ducktales on disney plus the newer version like he's the voice of scrooge mcduck and fucking does so well with it i have to i, I do want to check that out it's on my list actually to check out i just haven't had a chance yet um but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah oh no. man, I would love to. First of all, I'd love to see them somehow reintegrate the Netflix shows into the MCU because I, I hate the fact that they got canceled the way they did. Yeah, and the fact that they were so good. I mean, honestly, if you if you if you make an exception for the first season of Iron Fist, every single season was fantastic, and the first season of Iron Fist wasn't wasn't terrible it was 
pretty bad, but it wasn't terrible. The second season of Iron Fist was fucking fire. It was fucking good as shit. Like, holy shit, that actor, like, he took the break between seasons and, like, went to fucking class. That motherfucker went and learned how to fucking act between seasons because he came back and was like, he was on part, the the guy who played, I forget the actor's name, and the guy who played his brother. I've seen him in a few other things. I believe he's a British actor. He is fucking... The, oh like my god, that the, guy was the amazing. Other, the guys, the whoever played um, Iron Fist's fucking Danny Rand's fucking brother in that show, he oh, was fucking phenomenal. He was brilliant, was so absolutely brilliant. brilliant. It was f- fucking fantastic. Like that's um, the sad part when you feel more about like the other like two characters other than the main character. Like I cared about everybody else in that show, but fucking Danny Rand until like maybe like towards the end of season two, where I'm like, all right, you're kind of finally pulling your weight. Well, but other than that, I'm like, that part. I was a hundred percent okay with because that's the kind of the from I've I've only I, admittedly I've only read a very small amount of Iron Fist comics, but of the ones that I've read, it always seemed to be a little bit more about the supporting characters around him than him himself, which I thought was interesting. I liked that, and that's one of the reasons why I actually did enjoy the season, the first season, even though he did not act well. And the like, writing was not why you were as up King of, of uh, Game of Thrones, buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like season one, Iron Fist, not the best, but I say still definitely worth a watch. But, and I mean, season will... two came back and just fucking killed it. I, I mean, loved I season two. I, I was honest, so though, mad like, that it got canceled. Like I will be honest, like Daredevil, uh, solid, you know, all the way through. I thought they did a very good job with yeah. every single one of the stories. Uh, the Punisher, I thought they did a great job with too. Luke Cage was a great job. Jessica Jones started off on fire, but I'm going to be honest. Their last it season, was... I, I didn't even finish it because it was so fucking terrible. Oh, see, now I, I say season two was not definitely definitely not as good. I mean, it's hard to be as good I as mean, season two is not as good as season one, but season three was complete garbage. Well, see, I actually thought they came back a little bit with season three. Oh, I didn't. I, I, I enjoyed season friend, three better than season two. Um, see, season two for me was a bit of a letdown. Simply because season one was so good, like, so good. like honestly, when they re- announced the season two, I was like, "How the fuck how are they going to top that?" that? Um, and they didn't. They they really didn't. But I thought season three was a, was a solid comeback. Honestly, to be honest, I I enjoyed season three. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't up to par with season one. But what I no can be? And I'm like, well, it's canceled. To me, again, and a, a way to bring the Defenders back into the universe, I say again, put him in the Deadpool 3 movie and just call it <laughs> Deadpool 3 with the de- uh, Defenders. Yeah. Call it Deadpool like, 3 and friends. And it's like yeah, all, the for- so- all the oh forgotten people. Fucking Phil Dude. Coulson shows up. Like the version of Phil Coulson from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is oh now somehow non canon. Like, dead, what the fuck dead, ever? Dead, like, just. Dead, Oh my god! That, Deadpool no, be, three and friends. No, de- no, it's not even called Deadpool three. We just call it Deadpool and his amazing friends. And you take yes. it from the old Spider-Man cartoon, but then you give him like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, fucking Daredevil, uh, Iron Fist, and Agent Coulson, Wolverine, like all these people. And then and they were like, wait a minute, how do you have You're like, like how the, what the then, fuck? And that's the and that's the best part. It's all like it's. They, and then when they ask like, wait, why do you get like? number one title he's like first off i've had two successful movies all your shows got canceled you've died like three times and you're supposed to be gone from the universe yet you're back because someone gave you money <laughs> yep like, yeah. dude, again the movie writes itself 
Yeah, I would. That that's my biggest disappointment with the way they handled the, oh, yeah, the Netflix yeah. franchises is the fact that they did do them so well, and then because of all the licensing and all the changes and everything that was going back and forth between who's got the rights to this and who's got rights to that and what's canon, what's not, and now suddenly these shows like don't exist within the MCU because why like like they never they never had any direct ties they never had any effect on the events of the movies so it's not like it hurt anything for them to be canon and they they even said the same thing where they're like look when while the avengers are off fighting like the huge galactical kind of stuff they're not home we're the people who are taking care of like the homestead stuff like yeah they're the Man's off in Wakanda helping out Black Panther, who's taking care of the city right now. You got fucking Luke Cage and Daredevil teaming up. That's who's fucking taking care of Like, honestly, yeah. the only person who has boots on the grounds at that point was Spider-Man. Yeah, because he was trying to be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And during the time when he's, like, trying to be an Avenger and, like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's I, I love the fact that they were smaller stories contained within their own little universes, their own little spaces, but that the fact that they tied into the greater, they mentioned things like, oh, the, the, the events, you know, the event of New York or whatever they call it. You know, like they had, they mentioned that these things happened. They acknowledged that it was going on in the shows. There was like the, the battle of New York. That's what they called it. The battle of New York. Battle you know, York. they, they mentioned that that had happened. So it was, it was canon within the shows. So why can't the shows be canon within the, the movies? Like, why is that? I don't know. That was just a that was just a weird mess. That I don't think anyone's gonna figure. Basically, what's gonna happen is like t- probably like fifty years from now they'll finally come out and be like, no, we just wanted to make more money and we sold off properties that we didn't think we could make into movies, and then we realized, oh, these these guys are actually telling the correct stories for these characters. Oh, we could make these into big blockbusters movies. Fuck it, let's cancel the shows, get the characters back, and we'll just integrate them in later. Yeah, and that it's not necessary. Like. I think Disney's learning now that hey, we can do great stuff in a TV format. We can tell great stories in a TV You've format. Told, okay, first off, you already told two great stories in a TV format and I'm and I'm already already Loki has started and I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know how this is going to end, but I'm already in and and let's be honest, that first episode of Loki, it's fire. Nothing really happened. It was really a clip show, if you think about that episode. Somewhat, like, there's a few things. It was, it was, but, it was but in the best possible the way, because the biggest, the biggest complaint I had going into Loki was that I was, like, looking at it and thinking, oh, crap, we're not going to get the Loki that we had in Endgame when he sacrificed himself. You know, we're getting the Loki of 2012. We're getting the Loki of Avengers, who's still only in it for himself. And they took that first episode, and spoiler alert... They literally showed him what path he was on and how that ends for him, and that it's not good. And so all of that character development, all of that growth that took several movies to do, essentially they kind of shortcutted that and kind of gave that to him. Like, yeah, it's not going to be fully 100% the same, but it, it makes sure that we're not looking at the 2012 Loki who's still completely in it for himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of glad that they did it that way and i also think that it's really interesting um especially i think my favorite part and again spoiler alert if you haven't watched the first episode of loki um yeah scroll away what go go watch it then come back but um 
when he when he figures out finally, like he's already been told that rules don't apply. He's already been told his magic doesn't work. He's already been told all these things. But it's when he sees the drawer full of just random infinity stones infinity that do stuff. fucking nothing, and he's like, "How do you have these?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we get these all the time." Yeah, all the time. They're like a paper. Some people <laughs> use them as paperweights, and you're yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" He's just like he's literally touching. He's just picking up the fucking infinity stone, just like touching. It's like this. This means nothing. Like, nothing. it's that moment when he like realizes, like, "Oh okay, yeah, shit's different here." Like, he what the fuck? I even love the thing where he's all like. So, you know, the cube doesn't work. He's like, oh, yeah, I've already tried it, like, three times. Like, he's even <laughs> like, yeah, I did try to use it. Like, I just didn't give up. I will say this. Okay, so Owen Wilson in the show already, fucking, whatever he's got going on with his hair, fucking love it. That yeah. dude, like. Did he break for- his nose again? I, I was curious about that. <laughs> I was all like, I mean. I'm like, I, I always, like, Owen Wilson always had that weird nose going on. Like, I think he broke it as a child or something. Like, I don't know what's going on, but. Like, it seems even more messed up. Like, I was like, I, I even asked Amy when we were watching, I was like, did, did Owen Wilson get, like, get, get his nose broke doing something, like, recently? Because... Maybe, maybe that's how he got the job. He's like, look, I gotta be on a Marvel show. You gotta, you gotta give me, just break my nose again. Yeah. Wow. We're just hurt. gonna... Yeah, wow, that hurt. Wow, it hurt. I was, I was like, wow, I'm sitting here with Loki. And it's, there we go, there's my Owen Wilson. Okay, so... <laughs> wow, okay, so there's... uh. There's Loki, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? My nose is broken, but I look good. You're looking good. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious where that's... Okay, so I'm curious, like, they mentioned that, like, they're tracking Loki, but I'm curious if it's Loki or another Asgardian that's, like, po- like that's what I'm curious about. I'm like, is, are we just going to get, like, a Tom Hiddleston against Tom Hiddleston this season, or I, are we actually getting, like, a new Asgardian? I don't think we're getting another... Uh, I don't think we're getting Hiddleston versus Hiddleston. We are getting Loki v. Loki, but I think we're getting Loki v. Lady Loki. That's what I think we're getting. Oh. Because yeah. one thing that you, if you notice, and it's been pointed out online a couple of times, there's a, there's, you have to freeze frame it to see it, but they're showing the file on Loki when he's looking at the, like, captured or apprehended or whatever. There's a part on the form where it says gender or sex or something like that. For Loki, and mm-hmm. it says fluid as Ooh. the as the as the sex. So, Ooh. which has so been now we're like- which has been canon in the comic books for years. Oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. So it's like it totally fits. But so like, and the fact that they're not showing Loki? us his face as the the bad guy that they're they're searching for, I'm wondering if it's a lady version of Loki, and I'm wondering who if they did that, who did they cast yeah, to be Lady cast. Loki? Because okay, so that. That now might be tying into my new theory of the next phase of the Marvel Universe. So I've been noticing a lot of baddies are coming our way, but they all are females. So do you think we're going to get like a female team up like bad, like baddies movie, like attacking like the new whatever new Avengers are left or whatnot? Like, is that their quote unquote next like end game where you're like, oh, shit. Well, who would they who would they bring in as because I, mean, well, I mean, obviously we got we Agatha. Have, we have, yeah, you have Agatha. You also have the two women uh, who are working, like the broker and everything that, like you know, they're like. Yeah, we have we have uh, the winter. She's uh, she's Agent Carter now. Yeah, is who yeah, she yeah. is. Um. So, but she's also the power broker. Okay. A power broker. So you got those two ladies, you know, okay. and then you also have now. If this is a female Loki, that's already you've already like now have four 
female villains that you've now introduced to us, which like I'm totally like I would totally love that. Oh yeah, it's just a bunch of women fucking people up this time. Hell yeah, um, yeah. No, I'd be down. I'd be down. I'm curious as as to how they're gonna you know what they're gonna do because they have going into the multiverse. They have literally infinite directions that they can go now. Yeah. They literally just basically open themselves up to the entirety of the universe in the comics to 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 levels they never had before. So it, it could be very interesting to see how it plays out as far as where they go with it. Um, I think Loki in the next few weeks, I think we're going to see, I'm hoping we're going to kind of see what direction they're pointing us in. Because yeah, it's very interesting to see what's happening right now. The fact that they are hunting this variant Loki of some sort who is obviously purposely tracking you know trying to attacking these these timekeeper teams and stealing the device they use was it like the tva the time variant agency yeah time variant authority i think but yeah um but yeah but they're stealing the the eraser device that they use to reset timelines they're whoever this is they're stealing those they're they're taking those they they mentioned twice that they were gone and then they showed on that last one them literally yeah, taking but, it. So they're stockpiling parts. these things for some reason. What is their goal as far as why do they need more than one of these devices? First of all, and why are they purposely collecting them? Are they trying to create a branch reality for them a stable branch reality for themselves? Because I think the whole point of the story is that we have this one stable branch reality. There, there's one stable reality. And while it is itself also fluid and moving and doing its own thing, it is essentially linear. And when mm -hmm. things start to branch off, that's when the TVA steps in and phew, cuts those off. What if this new Loki is specifically stealing these devices in order to have enough time power of whatever it is that they use to create a branch off that the TVA can't cut off, to create well, essentially their own reality what if this is a if this is a another version of loki um and they're stealing the time thing because they already know what's going to happen to them like they know their timeline is this demise or whatnot if they're on the same path and maybe they're just like fuck this we're just gonna and no joke they probably could do this and we're all like yeah fucking take my money but they could literally have enough stockpile quote unquote to just reboot the marvel universe if they wanted to <laughs> well it could be how they decide to introduce like i'm i'm thinking it's going to tie into multiverse of madness oh definitely like yeah. i think that whoever we see as the the baddie in loki is probably also going to be a major player in multiverse of madness it's probably going to be who um i i i feel like we're going to see all of the stuff that we've been seeing in the shows tie in to multiverse. I think that's that's kind of where oh, they're yeah. leading. Um, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're probably going to be bit players in all of this. Um, I think Wanda and possibly Agatha are going to be major players in it, mm -hmm. especially Wanda with what she's been doing. And the fact that although it never got fully explored in the show, it was confirmed by the writers that those commercials in the show were intended to be Doctor Strange trying to communicate with Wanda inside her bubble reality. It was trying hurt him trying to break through that bubble and communicate with her in a way that she would accept it 
and it didn't work obviously she didn't get it but that was the writer's original intention of the of that of those commercials so dr strange knows what wanda's up to and he knows that at this point with her chaos magic she may be as powerful or more powerful than him i mean we see at the end of that we see at the end of wandavision her astral projecting and reading one of these uh sacred books while also walking around and having a cuppa and just enjoying her day whereas yeah dr strange was able to do was able to astral project and learn but only while he was sleeping he couldn't do it while he was also conscious and walking around and doing things like imagine the amount of concentration and power it takes to go about your day and also be astral projecting and reading a fucking book trying to mm-hmm. recreate the fake kids because that's that's her whole goal she wants to bring back her kids that were never real to begin with but she wants to make them real that's what she's trying to do and that's going to break fucking reality and that's you know that ties into the whole house of m storyline mm-hmm. they are they're teasing us with so many different possible epic storylines from the comic series throughout the years that they could be going with. And they could just be creating an entirely new one out of bits and pieces of those two, which is perfectly within their rights because that's what comics do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be mad if we don't get straight up the House of M storyline, but we get a piece of the House of M storyline tied into the Multiverse of Madness storyline. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, just tell me a good story and I don't give a shit. And so far, they've been telling me good stories. So I'm excited. I'm mad that they're making me wait one week at a time, but at the same time, it does give me a week to stew over it and think about uh, it. And and like a, we kind of get a week to talk about it because before it was like, like don't get me wrong, I love like binging stuff and things like that, and like I also love this weekly thing because it does give us content to talk about. Because remember where it was all like, hey, this just dropped on Netflix, and we have the entire weekend that we have to start watching it, <laughs> and then some people are like, I didn't get a chance to check it out this time and then it's like okay well we can't talk about it now at least with like single episodes we're like okay we can watch it we have actually now dropping on wednesday we can watch it have a couple of days to actually catch up and then friday be like hey let's fucking talk about it so uh i i know matthew won't be on next week um so we'll probably get another episode in with uh the talking about episode two with loki so hopefully matthew i'm pretty sure he'll probably keep up so hopefully when he comes back we'll be like on episode three when we start like actually yeah. then we can kind of dive yeah. in and be like okay, yeah what do you guys we should be able to hopefully by then we'll have a little bit more uh about what's going on and hopefully we'll be able to really dive deep and uh get get really into it with the Toby. Toby's oh. on the table again. He's just started doing this recently, but he's rubbing on like the computer. So mm. when you see like that little thing go over, that's like him. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on here? What's happening?" Let's see. Evil Loki is coming. He's coming for us. What? I don't know All what right. you want, but I'm doing a show. I was about to say, uh, I don't know how late is it there for you. Oh, it's uh, coming up on midnight right now. Okay, um, well. And thank you guys for hanging out with us during that commercial break. I hope you all buy whatever Patreon we sold you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've talked about a whole lot of. Yeah, we talked about a lot uh, of stuff. Not much, but a lot. But oddly think, enough, so yeah, yeah. We, we 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 went into adapts and stuff like that. But I think I think we're gonna wind down and we're gonna play a couple of tracks that. Uh, uh, we either found this week or uh, either rediscovered on certain playlists or whatatnot. So, Eric. Oh, I was, was about your... to say, is that just? Are you talking about yourself? Because I know, 
I put a track on this week's, or I put a track in this week that was something that I've had on my playlist for a while that I just didn't realize. I don't, I don't think I've shared with you guys before. So, um, no, yeah. yeah, that actually happened to me because I ended up uh, a lot of my a lot of my daily mixes have been giving me stuff where I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about this, so I'll add it to like the list because nice. I'm like, I don't know if I, you know, most of the stuff most likely Matthew has heard. I don't know if you've heard kind of stuff because now I know that your algorithm is completely different because uh, you've been like getting stuff from us and then discovering your own new stuff and things like that. But um, yeah, my release radar wasn't too bad this week. Uh, but yeah, I but yeah, most of the stuff I did add was just stuff that I'm like, oh shit, I haven't heard this song in a while. I'm gonna add it to the to the to the list. So that's interesting that you kind of had that too, where you're like, oh, <laughs> this is stuff I own, but I haven't added it yet. Yeah, my my release radar this week wasn't great, but my Discover Weekly on Monday was was actually pretty solid. I did add, I did throw some tracks in on Monday that I'll have to go back to, because that's I think when I when I saw the most influx of of newer things. I've got a, I've got a couple of tracks that I wanted to play that I had pulled up then. Um, Matthew, since he's out, it doesn't look like he threw in anything this week. So, and he didn't respond to us asking if he wanted us to play anything. So I'm assuming that he'll catch us up when he gets back. But, uh, why don't you start us off? Um, do you want me to play it from my side or do you want to play it on your side? Say if you wanna if you wanna drop something because uh, I'm like uh, debating on uh, I don't know how many tracks we're gonna play so I'm debating on what I wanna uh, throw in and whatnot but yeah yeah go hit me with something because you know what Eric I wanna I wanna hear something new so hit me with something all right so here's something so so something new here's something new that popped up on my uh, I believe this came on my Discover uh, on Monday if I'm not mistaken okay, I don't believe this came up wait. Discover, yeah, release radars Friday. Discovers on Monday. Yeah, Pretty sure this was Monday. on on Monday. I really enjoyed this track, and I thought you guys might dig it too. This is Infatuation by Denver Hall. Oh. I don't want to start it with you. I don't want to hide from you. I don't want to party with you. I don't want to part of you. I don't need to bother you, and you don't need to bother me. And you struggle with honesty, and that ain't even hard for me. I mean, my brother gonna ride, and then we get high. Growing things, casual wings, but the bus saying shit up wouldn't hose easy when you fly through the sky. Come to love the same you when I'm looking in my eyes. Looking, 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 yeah. Crooked, 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 yeah. Looking, 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 yeah. Looking, 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 yeah. Crooked, 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 yeah. Looking, 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 yeah. Crooked, crooked, crooked. Squad up, roll out, rapping with the rap port. Roll up, fast forward, make a fucking cash for it. Dash for it, last court, higher than you can soar. Passionate outlets include you in music. Sorry if the flow is too much or too quick. Sorry if the waves you see would make you sick. I'm probably in the way of anything that we could be. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, can I miss this opportunity? There's too much in the world for me to lift and wait for you to see. And usually I do not think I'm better, but for you to think that you can see it clear, then my beam is be construed to me. Looking, 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 yeah. Crooked, 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 yeah. Looking, 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 yeah. yeah. Looking, 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 yeah. Crooked, 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 yeah. Looking, 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 yeah. Crooked, crooked, crooked.
that was fucking popping, dude. I added that. I like that. Yeah, that popped up for me this week. I was like, ooh, I dig this. It's got that kind of old school kind of rock kind of funk beat to it. But then he's got the kind of fast rap there in the middle, too. It's like, like, oh, damn, look at that. I'm on board. I'm on board. That's an added. Thanks. Yeah, I dig that. All right, so this one's interesting. I've never played this on the show. I, 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 um, even with like Matthew and stuff of like that, I found a couple. Okay, so this is weird to say. So I don't know if this is a cover or a remix or whatnot. So it's basically We Didn't Start the Fire, okay. but update. Okay, all right. By uh, Goodbye Nova. Harry Potter, Amazon, Ziggy Stardust, Michael Jordan, The Da Vinci Code, Oprah, Selfie, Star Wars, Newtown, Avatar, Game of Thrones, Super Bowl, Banning GMOs. Climate change, Walking Dead, MTV, Tony Blair, Wage Gap, Spotify, Wall Street has been occupied, Columbine, New Orleans, Mandela, Ali, Email Server, Fever, fever, Wi-Fi We didn't start the fire It was always burning Since the world's been turning We didn't start the fire No, we didn't light it But we're trying to fight it BP, social media Apple, Wikipedia Bill Gates, Haiti Quakes Proposition 8 Trayvon Martin, Comic-Con Boston bombing, Pokemon YouTube, Google's Fuck the king of pop Snowden, Putin, finals coming back again Lady Gaga, Taliban, Obama, Anthrax Hipsters, lobbyists, Oscars, hacktivists Princess Kate, Hunger Games, mapping out genetics We didn't start the fire It was always burning since the world's been turning We didn't start the fire No, we didn't light it, but we're trying to fight it Legal pot, hashtags, Caitlyn Jenner Choice pro life stem cells election fraud got a rover on moth flint water gungum style common sense been gone a while Matthew Shepard Twitter Kurt Cobain Pixar Hyperloop sheep clones gotta have a smartphone Syrian refugees fighting human trafficking ISIS Nintendo seek it down in Rio We didn't start the fire It was always burning since the world's been turning Robin Williams, Benedict, H1N1, Crimean Invasion, Roswell and the Aliens, scripted WrestleMania, Tesla, Seinfeld, no one beats Michael Phelps, Tea Party Politics, Weird Al Yankovic, OJ the Big Bang, every day we feed the flame. We didn't start the fire, it was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire, but we did James Bond, Enron, MySpace, Kim Jong, Hybrid Hubble, Twilight, Emma Watson, Black Lives, Hating the Kardashians, Overpopulation, Jimmy Fallon, Y2K, Bin Laden, Kanye, Water Drought, Voter Doubt, Housing Crash, Bailouts, Hamilton, 
So I don't know what you call that, but I was like, oh, because I was like, oh, someone did a cover of We Start the Fire. And I was like, no, they 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 took the melody and they read like updated it. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I, I've seen um, people online often post like single verses of, you know, how they would. Oh, here's the updated. We didn't start the fire. But that's the um, that's the first one I've heard where they went through and did the whole song. And that was pretty good. I dug it. Yeah, I was okay. like very, and it's funny because I think I have another one with completely different lyrics. Yeah, there's like I said, there's what happens is a lot of people like think of like a single verse to do and throw it throw it up on like Twitter, and, you know, and whatever. And then other people, I think, just take that and kind of run with it, and you know. Interesting. I did not know. That's cool that this actually has a backstory to it. So I was like, well, I don't, oh, I don't okay. know if that's where they got their lyrics from, or if they wrote all of theirs individually, or if they kind of cultivated, you know, some different Good. lyrics from across the web. Because some of them I've heard, like, or seen, but not necessarily in that exact order, or you know, but a lot of the same things being brought up, obviously, because. Those are, that, was, that was the whole point of that song was this shit that we've been dealing with for decades yeah. and now it's been decades since the original came out and we're still dealing with shit like the song proved itself true we didn't start the yeah. fire but it's still going and it's still gonna be going long after we're gone all we can do is try to fucking live through it you know so uh, yeah I dug that that definitely got added to my list Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. I was just like, ah, you know, I never presented this, but I'm like, I'm like, I know people like covers, but I'm like, this technically isn't a cover. And it's interesting because I've never heard that aspect before because I never like thought like, oh, yeah, maybe people have like just thrown shit on Twitter. Be like, hey, here's a new like blah, blah, blah and stuff like that. So that's actually really cool. I actually now you've made me want to dive down a rabbit hole, you son of a bitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, just uh, like if you get on Twitter and like search like quotation marks, we didn't start the fire. You'll usually find a bunch of tweets where people have like written like one verse or one part of a verse uh, of "We Didn't Start the Fire" with whatever's going on that week, and then like yeah, if you cultivated enough of those, you could throw a song together for sure. I like I said, I'm not you know claiming that this group did that. They might have written all of those completely themselves. I I don't know. They you know. The, I don't know either. I might, I might just research to be like. It would be interesting like, to hey. see if they say like, hey, hey, yeah, we saw this thread on Twitter and we we thought that was a cool idea and decided to run with it and made our own, or like, yeah, we we searched all the best, uh, the best things. Um, it's kind of it reminds me of. Um, oh God, I, now I can't think of it. There's um, there's somebody on TikTok who's fairly internet famous who. Um, did a thing where they specifically searched for specific parts of a song lyric to see what tweets people had put changes to that lyric in and it was it was it was amusing and i can't remember it now because it's late and i've been drinking so uh, if i think of it i'll shoot it over to you because it it was pretty funny 
now I'm like, I'm trying so to think of it now. Like, this is like the late, late radio show. We're, we're, like, All right, we'll get we're in the late, you, late, uh, late night uh, show. We've been, we've been drinking. It's a Friday, so fuck you. Anyways, what track <laughs> do you got, Eric? It's uh, All right, so this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw up the, this one is not a new track. Um, okay. This is, this is an older track that's been on my playlist for a while. This was a group I discovered because they happened this group did the theme song for a show that I like on Amazon Prime. This song is not that theme song. This is another song by that group, but I really dig their style and it's uh it's kind of groovy, it's kind of mellow, but it's got a good beat and I, I I really dig it. This particular track is called Right and Wrong and the group is called Caught a Ghost.
Yeah, I really dig that group. Um, I discovered I them, like I said, because it was a uh, a track that was the, the the title track to the show called Bosch on Amazon Prime, yeah. which is actually based off a series of novels by Michael Connelly that I really enjoyed. The novel is a mystery writer, um, and the character is absolutely fucking nailed by Titus Welliver. He's a fucking phenomenal actor. If you don't know who he is, look him up. You, I guarantee you've seen him in things. And may not have may not know his name, but he's been in like tons of shit, and he fucking nails the character, and the show is so great. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you have Amazon Prime, check out Bosch. I think they got four seasons up now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, we have it, so yeah, dude, check it out. Especially that that first season was really good. If the first season doesn't grab you, don't 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 bother with the rest, yeah. honestly, because okay. um, it, they're good. But if the first season didn't intrigue you, then the I don't want well, to say the other seasons are worse because they're not. They're they're equal, but they're the same style. So if the first season doesn't well, get your way. attention, then Eric, usually what I usually do with the rule of thumb is I watch a first episode and if the first episode I'm like, "Okay, I want to see where this is going because like where it like most shows now have this serialization of like ending where you're like, "Okay, I want to watch the next episode cuz need to know where it's going or whatnot." If it ends where I'm like I don't want to know any more of this story, then I'll stop or whatnot. So it's like, and that's, and I, and that's it happens, fair. And I, I get that. You know, I usually like, give shows at least two episodes because I know that the pilot episode, even in yeah. serialized, even in, in shows that are uh, more arc type uh, storytelling, you still have that first episode where you're establishing the characters. So I always give them two, I give shows two episodes unless the first one just stinks. If the first one just fucking stinks, then I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to be honest with you, Eric. If I get through the first episode, I'm probably watching the second episode. Like, you're <laughs> like me. If I if I start watching this and I'll, if I have to pause it and go like, are you feeling this? And Anna's like, no. Then I'm like, okay, we're done. Like, I'm not wasting a full 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever the show length is. Like, if you can't grab me within the first, like... I mean, it's very rare with like television shows. Like most cartoon shows, can if they they usually grab me within the first two minutes, where I'm like, oh shit, I love this art style. Where is this going? This is fucking bananas. Let's I'm watching this. Okay, um, but like shows, I'm like, okay, I understand you got to develop characters, and I have to realize who everything else. But like, yeah, there's certain points where I'm like watching, going like, okay, yeah, I'm sticking with this series. So yeah, if if I can't finish the first episode, I'm not watching the rest of the series. Yeah. I I would say with Bosch. If it doesn't grab you by the first episode, then it's not going to grab you okay. because it is it is an arc storytelling. I mean, the first season tells I'm one in. story. It is definitely not an episodic like, oh, you can just jump in and watch episode five and you'll be fine. No, it's not that type no. of storytelling. It's it's more towards the new streaming type of storytelling where the fir- the okay. whole season is a story. But second season, that being is like said. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, let's do that. And but like I said, yeah, if the first if by the first episode you're not sold, I'm I'm not going to force you to watch anymore. I encourage you to give it a shot because I oh, think yeah. you might like it. It is good storytelling. It is good acting, um, good writing. It's all around well produced. So I, I definitely recommend anybody out there listening if you haven't checked out Bosch. Uh, it's B O S C H is how it's spelled. Um, it's fantastic. It's based on a series of books written by um, the name I just said five seconds ago. And now I can't remember. 
Well, people can Michael go back Connelly. To the page. Michael Connolly is the uh, the author who wrote the books. Say, people, people would get the name if they subscribe to the Patreon page. Uh, uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Take that back. It's not Michael Connolly. It might be something else. You don't know. If you don't you subscribe. know unless you're a premium subscriber. <laughs> if you're at if you're at I want to see Eric's nipples get smaller. Uh, tier, then you will know the name of the author. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, the the scary part. Is I I don't know. Is that the bottom tier or is that the top tier? <laughs> no, that's the top tier. Because they want to they want to see you lose weight and they want to see your nipples get smaller. The top tier. I know tier. your nipples won't get smaller. Your boobies will, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to determine like at, at what level do we put that? Is that is that top tier level material yeah, or is that like that's, that's bare people, bones? Like you subscribed, you get to see you. this. Those are people who are paying. Those are people who are cheering you on, Eric. You're like you're going to lose the weight. You're going to lose the weight. Um, like I would say bottom tier is like uh, broken. I w- I'm going to call it broken coffee mug member where it's like you get some you get you get the podcast. Obviously, that's free. Um, you might get like some like, you know, emojis or something. I don't know for the blog uh, or the the message board or message board is even the thing. I don't know. For a yeah, radio like sticker. sticker. Yeah, you get stickers. A we'll sticker. Stick sticker. Um, um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I just I just wanted to know where I felt where my nipples fell yeah, you're, on you're the on, spectrum. You're, you're top tier. Well, that top tier. that that makes me that's feel like, good. That's the highest premium. Is uh, Eric's watch Eric's nipples get smaller because you're going to lose that weight. And uh, I know it's I will your crack my I will crack my last cold truly to that. Yeah, let's crack them. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll we'll figure. We'll talk with Matthew. Matthew will probably. Matthew, I know, will probably have a bunch of ideas for the different tiers and stuff like that. But yeah, so lowest one is like broken coffee mug, uh, with like the logo on it. Uh, like the little like picture will be, and that'll be like five dollars a month. And yeah, I literally still have my first uh, four ed radio mug that I bought when I first set up the spreadshirt spreadshirt shop. I have mine. The too. mug itself is still intact but there are some pieces of the logo starting to flake off from repeated washing i use mine i use mine like no i do too like every week so no yeah i guess uh maybe i'm curious because i'm like i I wash i hand wash mine oh i I throw mine in the dishwasher because i'm lazy as fuck so no you're totally fine no me i'm if something says like hand wash only i hand wash like stuff because like i have so many like cool mugs that i'm like i'm not trusting this with the dishwasher my my issue is that like ninety percent of the mugs that I lose, I lose to breakage, not to you know being in the dishwasher. So when it comes to washing them, even if they say hand wash only, unless they're like the color changing ones that I know are going to be damaged by the heat, yeah. I don't. I just fucking put them in the dishwasher yeah, honestly. So and those. that that mug, I mean, Jesus, how long has it been since I've had that? Mug? I mean. That was, was one like of the, the first, first things I got from when yeah. I set up the Spreadshirt shop. So that was right after Raven did the logo for us. So we must have been – no, so that must have been like a year out since we started because we met Raven at – you guys met her at uh, Comic-Con, right? Yeah, but she was right there from the beginning when we started uh, – when we when we really got started. So we determined – I went back and looked at the history because uh, Raven was doing a – so Raven is doing a um, – commission for my daughter that's actually for me that's a cover of the stupid old ass tribal tattoo that i have yeah, yeah. and uh, as part of that i did say i wanted to have some i didn't want the full fern logo i didn't want i'm not just 
putting the fern logo on my on my skin. But, but you I did want to have fern logo on our Patreon page. If, if you, yes. you want to get the tattoo, and, that's like tier below Eric's small nipples. Exactly. But I did want to have it part of it. And as part of the design that she sent over, she did put in like she's like, "Hey, what year was the fern established?" And we determined that it was 2016 when we actually started Four Eyed Radio. Yeah. So, because I kept thinking it was like 2000. I thought it was 2013. That's when we started doing shows in general. But Four Eyed Radio Network, the Fern Net- itself, established it until three years later. 2016 was when that was really. Well, I, I say established in the way that it is. It kind of started the year before because remember we did that first episode of SASS as kind of the rebirth. Of the yeah, of the no, fern, I, I, I exactly know where we did that. We did it right before the New Year's. I was yeah, about was... to get moved out of my old apartment, and then we started doing socially awkward when I was in uh, living with Sammy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, then Matthew joined us like five episodes later. But yeah, I thought that because like 2013 was when I thought we started all that stuff. Because yeah, because I remember that's when you met Raven, and then you found out Raven lived literally like across. Yeah, the way from my Raven. first. I think 2000, I, I want to say 13, either 12 or 13 was my first Phoenix Comic Con that I got to go to. And then I, I believe it was the second one where uh, where we met Raven. And that's when, you know, like Matthew was infatuated with those uh, minimalist posters she did. And then we found out that she lived in the same complex as you. And like it was like fucking like, holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, fucking world so yeah we, we we looked at 2016 as kind of the official establishment date of the network as it as it is now okay, uh, okay. because before that i mean we did have you know obviously four-eyed critics exist existed before that and we had a couple of of other things and um you know there, there was stuff going on we were we've been podcasting since before then but as as it stands as the fern is now we, we kind of landed on 16 as the kind of okay this is when we kind of solidified things and said okay here we are um but yeah we're i'm working with her on some different design ideas because i want something if i'm gonna if i'm gonna get a new tattoo it's gonna be something to cover up the stupid little tribal i got when i was 22 and stupid and i want it to reflect my life i want it to be the stuff that i love including like it's got a rose to represent my wife because she loves roses it's got a bottle of dijon ketchup to reflect my daughter and i's uh favorite song together bare naked ladies uh if i had a million dollars they talk about dijon ketchup it's not a real thing but that's the that's the in the line in the song and we always joke about it so like that's like the biggest part of the tattoo is this bottle of dijon ketchup and the first design she sent over had the the bottle, and then it said the bottle said Fern established 2016. And I was like, I I like that, but at the same time, it's like it's taking up a little bit too much real estate. This is gonna be on my arm forever. Like I want like it had the little logo, it had the little the the microphone she drew, and I'm like I'm fine with it having that. And but I think like the established part, like maybe that should be like Sasquatch established. 2000 or 1979 or something like i don't know like i i felt like it there was a little bit too much is the network has no room on your arm oh it has plenty of room it just doesn't have all the room but if you subscribe to our patreon you can determine how much logo on there 
Wrap it in the crappy tribal tattoo thing. <laughs> Tell you what, if you subscribe uh, to the the yeah, top 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 tier of our Patreon, top, top you get to decide what my tattoo is. Eric, I actually found out. So your your titty shrinkage is is the second to to top tier. I just re- remembered what top tier is. Fuck gophers. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. But no, that's cool. I, it's awesome. I honestly was like, can I see it? But I actually rather just you get it done and then you can be like, here it is, guys, on your arm. You know, I don't want it to be like spoiled. But that sounds fucking awesome, dude. It looks really cool. The uh, the, the mock-up so far, I know she's been really busy, uh, obviously, with her actual work and her yeah. kid and all that fun stuff. So I haven't been pushing her on it. Like, she sent over the, like, mock-ups originally. I was like, that's really cool. But, you know, like, here's a couple of things that... I want, like, you know, obviously it's, I hate to be picky when I'm working with artists, like, even when it's a commission, I hate to be picky. I I will when it's important, you know, like, if it's something that I'm like, okay, I'm paying you to do this particular piece of art and I want this particular thing. But for the most part, if I'm commissioning an artist to do something, it's because I trust their style and I trust their work. And But this is something that's going to be permanently you know, branded into my skin forever. So I'm being a little more picky than I would if it were a print. So, Eric, um, I'm going to be honest with you. As somebody who you know does artwork and knows, understand, like it takes time and mm-hmm. you have to sit down, you draw stuff, you sketch it, you figure out some of that. You doing a commission because you are paying for artwork um, and you want the artist to make sure they get your vision across. That's a lot better than what happens usually sometimes where you will draw something up and show it to them and they'll be like, no, this is not like anything that I you know, wanted. And you're like, oh, OK. Um, and then you keep going back and going back and going back and going back and going back. And then it's all like, okay, what do you want? Like you're, if you're like, Hey, no, I like everything like this. Just shorten. Like you're being meticulous where it's like, okay, you're not saying like everything has to change. You're like, no, no, no. This little piece just needs to be smaller. This little thing needs to be yeah. this. Yeah, blah, it's just like small that, changes. That, Everything that, else so far, it's been it's been fantastic. I've loved everything that she's sent that's over. What I'm like you're being very direct, and she can go, oh, okay, because once you have something sketched out, especially if she's doing a lot of stuff like digitally, you mm-hmm. can go, oh, this is easy to just downsize, move it over here, blah blah blah, yada yada yeah. yada. It's the people that make you have to redraw things over and over mm-hmm. again because they're like. No, no, no. And you're like, you know what? I don't even, here's your fucking money back. I don't want to deal with you. (laughs) Or the people that make you draw out this entire fucking elaborate thing. And then you're like, okay, this is how much it's going to be. And they're like, well, how about $25? And you're like, this took me 80 fucking hours to do, you ass fucker. Like, go fuck yourself. I I had a whole conversation with somebody um, just the other day, as a matter of fact. They they were, um, it was somebody that I work with. And we were we were talking about pieces of art because I and we had done a video thing and they had seen some of the artwork that's behind me here, and I have on my wall I have some prints I have a, a print from Val and I have a print from Raven, and then I also have some original art I have some original art from Raven I have some original art from uh, Sarah um, at Red Nebula Studios, and I've got some original pieces from Val. Oh, and shit. when I'm I told so, them, I'm so glad you brought up Sarah. I totally forgot. That's the job of the hub. Yeah, yeah, the that's, that's like, job and the dragon yeah. right there. Hell yeah. Place of honor on the wall. I can't believe 
that became a thing. That's like so fucking weird. My my only regret is that it's only the the pencil sketch. Like she didn't fully fully do it out. Like I that would have been fantastic. But I'm you, I'm happy with that. It's fucking fantastic. I'm, I, I'm curious. Do you think like I wonder I wonder if you sent me a picture of that and I'm if I if they would be mad if I went over it and like inked it and whatnot. I could I could always scan it and you could see what you could do with it to see if we could get a, a good print out like of it. it. I mean, it looks like amazing the way it is. It's just show you guys like it wouldn't get posted anywhere because I'm all like like. But I also don't want to ink it incorrectly, like you know, because sometimes it's like if you have the artist draw something and then you put like way too thick of lines in or something like that. They're like, no, that's not how I see this, you know. Yeah. But as I was trying to explain to to the person, like I was I was showing them some of the artwork and I was showing them, for example. This piece here yeah. that I commissioned from Val. It's obviously, you can see, and the people listening at home can't see, but you can see that it's a small piece. It's a five by eight piece. Five by eight. But this is original artwork. This is the original artwork. This is not a print. This is the original artwork. I commissioned that from Val, and I want to say, um, I'm trying to remember what, what her rates were at the time, but I want to say it was only like 60 bucks, which... I, I mean, thought for, was okay. So fucking... I'll put it this way: for two characters, fully inked, colored, yeah. signature, and original art piece, yeah. that's pretty freaking good. Yeah, I I thought so, which is why I did it. And here's the thing: like they were like, "Oh my god, you, you paid sixty bucks for that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did." And it was fucking worth every penny. And they're like, "Well, what about this one you got up here? That's like an eighteen by twenty from the same artist." I'm like, "Oh, that one was uh, that was on sale four for twenty. I I got a bunch of stuff." And and they're like, "Well." How can you justify paying $60 for this little one when you paid like $4 for that one? I'm like, well, because that's a print. That one she drew once and got to sell it a hundred times or more. This one she drew once and sold it once to me. Yeah, you I am the only picture. person who has this piece of art. And this from Val also. This one I got a bonus. I commissioned her to do a picture of... Captain Picard and number one, that's what he named his dog in Picard, the series on uh, uh, Paramount Plus now. And she drew one of them. I don't know which one she drew that she didn't like, but she said, I drew one. I didn't love it, so I drew another one. And she gave me two for the price of one because she just didn't like the way one of them came out. And I have no idea which one because they're both fucking fantastic. So I have no idea which one she didn't like. Do you want me to guess? You, you can guess, all right. Because I think I know which one. So there's this one where he's petting the that dog. One? And there's this one where he's just kind of And it's chilling. weird because it's like you almost want to Oh, man, this is actually probably kind of harder than I thought. Because actually you showed me like clear. Because I almost said the one where he's facing this way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, where he's just like looking straight but looking back at the dog. And then the mm -hmm. other one where he's petting the dog. Because like his face looks... I know it's at an angle and just how the artwork looks. But it makes him look older in that picture. Than it does in the other one. Like he looks a little bit more like younger, quote unquote. And, and I know, and don't be wrong, sir, you know, um, Patrick Stewart, you know, I, I still think he looks like a phenomenal, like gorgeous man, oh, uh, no. how he is. And, and um, in the show from which that's based, he's actually, the character is actually older than the actor. So the it's actor. perfectly fine. Yeah. Oh, the, in, in the show, the character is pushing 90 if not over 100 and 100. you know patrick stewart's in in his i think he's in his 80s now i think he's an octogenarian yeah, but like um but but character wise he is technically uh, a little bit older than than the actor so 
far as looking old, but like I said, there's um, no indication on either one of these that it was stopped partway through. There's no indicate like they both look fantastic. And when she sent them to me, and I was like, "Holy shit, I got a two for one!" Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah, right. That's like no, that's what I'm saying. Like me, like after, like because I know what it's like to you know draw something and blah blah blah. Like this yeah. is the funny part. I've never actually done any commissions, but I just know how long it takes to just draw something that you're yeah. like trying to just like like even when I did web comics and stuff like that. Like it took me. You take a long time and stuff like that. And then you're like, okay, if somebody wants a commission piece, like it's your time, it's your it's your effort, it's your you know yeah. depending on what you do. So like right then and there, like she used inks, she used her own paper she earns coloring and stuff like that so that yeah. guess what those are all things that you have to buy they don't just come free well, blah 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 yada 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 so it's like and, yeah and so even $60, so that's a really good deal yeah no she does fantastic work for fantastic prices her commissions and check her out so, at yeah. kick-girl.com for for val's work absolutely I mean, check that I out sometimes I, okay um, so first off like i sometimes almost uh, i like uh, and not in a bad way but you're just like that jealous thing about like so val was like not only is she a great like artists and and kick kick ass like comic person and commission and, and everything that she does and stuff like that. But god damn it, her husband is fucking gorgeous. He is, isn't he? That fucking good looking like, dude. And I mean, I mean, to be fair, she is too. She is fucking adorable. And fuck. like I, fuck. you know, when fuck. you first meet her, you're like, oh my god, she's hot as fuck. And I want so badly, like, oh, oh, she's married. Okay, well, maybe, maybe her husband's a jackass, and I can be like, oh, you know, uh, no, he's the fucking nicest fucking guy in the world, and he's fucking adorable as well. It's like, god damn it, you fucking assholes! How dare you be such a cute couple, fuckers? Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of like that. But yeah, but but my thing is, it's not even necessarily about the inks and the papers and stuff because you know you're gonna use that when you make a print as well for the first time. But the fact of the matter is this got sold once and that's yeah. it. There's no other one. That's out it. There. Yeah. That got sold hundreds possibly of times. And so the amount of work, yeah, you can sell it for less because you're selling it multiple times. So the stuff that I have that is original, like really means something to me. Like I have that, um, from, from Sarah, I also have the original, fire flower uh design when uh raven did the kickstarter for the um the wildfire relief fund and i i I was luckily in a place at that time when (laughs) i couldn't do it now thankfully but at the time i i was able to be the the top supporter on that kickstarter and get the original pencil sketch so yes that has been printed in sticker form in button form in pin form in all sorts of different forms but i I'm the only one who has that original pencil drawing I mean, that she it's did. Really, it's really weird to think about this kind of stuff because it's like, like I don't know if I'm ever going to become, you know, a cartoonist or anything or whatnot or whatnot. But you, if you look like I have like, you know, just a bunch of doodle sketches and stuff like that. But, you know, for a fact, these are originals. I haven't taken pictures of them. I haven't scanned them in. I haven't drawn anything with those are originals. Those yeah. could end up somewhere where someone finds them and be like, oh, I'm going to sell this because this is like a fucking original. And the stupid part is, is like, it's just a pencil sketch drawing on like ripped computer paper. But if you're famous <laughs> enough or have a good following, like that thing could sell for like, you know, a thousand to like, you know, five thousand dollars. And you're like, and then people would be doing what they're doing with you going like you paid five thousand dollars for this scrap of paper that has a scribble on it. And they're yeah. like, yeah, but it's the only one. 
Yeah, that's like, that's the thing. That's the difference between like a print and an original piece of artwork is the fact that that is I, I totally unique. That. Even even for something like like the Fireflower, which did become a print and did become a sticker and a pin and all sorts of other things. Yeah, that that if I wanted just to see that image, I, there were cheaper ways that I could do it. But I am the only one who owns that original paper pencil sketch that she did of that fireflower before turning it into all those other things. And that's like a proud oh, yeah. thing for me, which is why it's framed in on my fucking wall because I'm like, yeah, it, it may just to somebody who doesn't know, they might look at that and just say, Oh, it's just a, yeah, it's cool looking pencil sketch. Why do you have it framed in on your wall? I'm like, because it's fucking amazing. And I'm the only one who has that it's fucking pencil fucking sketch. Metal. It you is. know who doesn't have original artwork fucking, uh, put in frames and hung on their wall with fucking respect. Fucking gophers, okay? Goddamn gophers. I vow to end gopherdom in its entirety Eric, in the state of wherever the of fuck Ohio, I live. 2022. Fuck gophers. Wherever the fuck we are at that time, fuck gophers. I don't care if we're the fucking gopher capital of the world. I'm ending those fucks. Yeah, fuck. Oh, man. So I think you had another track that you wanted yeah, to play. Is this a new one or uh, an old one? Well, this is what I'm curious about. Where, where, how many more tracks were we going? Because I know you're, you're. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, Eric. You're fucking, you're fucking lit. You're good, <laughs> am, but you're, you're fucking lit. So I don't want to keep you up too late, but I don't know how many other songs you want to hit. Well, uh, I'm good for a little while. I can still hear like my my barometer for when I do the show typically is. When I hear my wife stop her conversation that she's having with people oh. online in the other room, so the fact that she's still talking to people means that I, I don't really have a time limit right now, and I'm good. I'm feeling okay. I don't got to get up early in the morning. Don't got anything going on. I'm. I'm so glad you finished that sentence before. I thought you were like, "Look, I can still hear you, but as soon as you start becoming muffled, that's when I bounce." Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. But you're like, no, once I hear my wife stop having her conversation, I was like, oh, okay. But I thought you were like, wait, do you just get blacked out drunk every, every week now? And you're, time. Just, and you're like, as soon as I can't hear you guys, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, I'm like, cue the music. I'm like, wow, what's going on here? No, no, it's not, it's not that bad. And this is my last beverage. I didn't chill anymore, and I'm not drinking them warm. That's for fucking sure. Where are you at? Where are you at? Oh, are you like half, half glass full or half glass? Because okay, I finished mine, and I'm debating on grabbing another one. I'm trying to nurse this one because it is my last cold one, and I don't want to... Well, I can slam another one. I have no problem. Like you said, I got nowhere going. But, okay, so what I'm going to play is actually a cover. All right. This is a weird... Okay, so this band has covered another track that I played, which was a track that, like, Matthew and I, that was, like, part of our, like, I would say, youth growing up. Uh, no effects. They did a cover of that, but it's so weird because they're not a band name. Right. They're literally just the members of the band. So it's like Joey, uh, Joey Cape, Kyle Smith, Lindsey uh, McGoggle. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, and Joel. Oh fuck your last name. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's it, but they did a cover of the Fortunate Son. Oh, all right. Okay. So I'll pop that on, and then I'm going to grab another brewski. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I'll listen.
Nice CCR cover. I like that. Yeah, I was like That's very good. surprised That's with good. that one. I was like, but yeah, they uh, they, like it's weird. They don't have a band name. It's just like all their names in there. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to see what other stuff they've done. But yeah, they did a pretty badass like uh, no effects cover, which is like a punk song, okay. but they turned it into like almost like a reggae funk beat song, which it also works because no effects also does reggae like funk beats as well. So nice. you're like, oh shit, you kind of took a song they had and then like put it in the style of them within the song. So yeah, they do they do good work. So I like it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that I've been really big into lately. I haven't really shared it on the show because it's been mostly like uh, show tunes and mostly mostly Disney show tunes specifically. But uh, one of the things I've been big into lately is people doing um, minor versions of major of songs that were originally done in major chord and major chord versions of songs that were originally done in minor chords, especially show tunes. Okay. And some of them are just absolutely fan fucking tastic. Um, I was gonna play something else, but actually, I think I want to play this one if I can find it here. I'm going to. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I, there was something I had some. I do have one other track, at least one other track that I want to play uh, if you got the time. But um, here we go. I do want to play this track because this is uh, so one of my favorite songs. One of my favorite songs from all of Disneydom, and uh, we've talked about this before because um, there Wait, was a. Wait, you playing it all out? What's that? You, you telling us your favorite like Disney song of all time right now? No, not necessarily. That varies depending on my on my day, but like this is definitely on one Disney. of this is definitely one of my favorite songs from Disney movies of all time. Um, but this guy did this, so this song is originally sung in a major chord because it's okay. a happy upbeat song. Okay. This guy did a minor chord version of the song, and it is so haunting and a oh, little shit. bit almost like I'm in. I'm uh, in. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll I'll play it for you. And this well, makes um, me now want to pop on a different track that I was going to pop on next because you said that the haunting thing, and I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Hey, hey, yeah, if you if you want to find something, yeah, do it because. This is a song that I found. Um, I've played a different cover of this track that I actually discovered through one of your guys's discovers or one of your guys's playlists previously. But that was a that was like a pop punk version of the original major chord version of this song. This is the minor chord version of the song, and holy fuck, it changes the tune. And when you when you listen to the words in these chords, it's like, ooh, this is haunting and kind of a little creepy but like i'm still okay with it like it's oh yeah yeah here we go i'm just gonna play it there you see her sitting there across the way she don't got a lot to say there's something about her and you don't know why but you're dying to try you wanna kiss the girl Yes, you want her Look at her, you know you do It's possible she wants you to There's one way to ask her It don't take a word, not a single word Go on and kiss the girl Girl, sha la 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 la. If that's sad, it's a 
So that's okay. uh, Chase Haldfelder. That came from me. I know that. that uh, uh, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, Chase Haldfelder, he did an entire album that is entirely, um, he, he called it Major to Minor. He's actually got a couple albums out Good. where he's yeah. taken songs that were originally done in major keys and turned them into minor keys. And I've heard some that have gone the other way, too. I've heard some songs that were originally done in minor and brought into a major key, which the, it, it makes it. It makes it's you so appreciate crazy, right? music so much more because you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, like, how did I never really realize how different the key choice makes in a song? Like the fact that just just changing it from a major to a minor key changes the the, the entire the, the entirety like, of the song. Yeah. yeah. And there's some there's some. There's some crazy ones. He's got some really good ones. If you're on Spotify, check him out. It's uh, Chase Hallfelder. Um, fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Highly I, recommend. I forgot about that track. As soon as you dropped it, I was like, oh, shit, I remember this. But I never. I think it was before we had the playlist, and it hasn't popped up in anything that I've like listened to lately. It came so. up for me. The only reason I found it was because he he's on TikTok, and he p- played a little bit of this on TikTok as part of his series. And I commented saying... Do you did you do this whole song? Is it available somewhere? And he's like, Yeah, it's on Spotify. And I'm like, Oh fuck yeah! And so, <laughs> so I'm like, Yes, please, thank you. Um, but speaking of which, like, especially talking about music and tone and everything that. So this is very interesting. So I um, this week was weird for me. Like I wasn't getting a lot of good stuff on my mixes and whatnot. And every time, like sometimes I just like to veg out and uh, listen to like video game music. And yeah. I like old classic music and like covers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I found like you go on to Spotify and you type in and sometimes people put together these lists. I'm starting to believe that I should just put together my own list because I was mm-hmm. hitting tracks where I'm like, yeah, there's a couple of good tracks, but not feeling this music right now. Like it's not giving me what I wanted. So I went out searching and I discovered something that I never thought in my life I would find. Um, apparently there's a group out there, Lullaby Baby uh, uh, Trio. That's what they're called. So there's at least and three it, of them. It's three of them. And, and not they're babies. Only did, they, oh. they, did, they, did, they did a lullaby album of video game music. 
Okay. But they've also done a lullaby album of other music. Like there's Metallica, there's all this other. And so I well, said to Enter Sandman uh, is a natural choice. But other right? than that, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm very curious. Okay, but that's what I was curious about. Was when I, with the video game music that I found that they did music of, I was like, yeah. interesting. All right. So the one track I'm going to play, um, but anyways, I sent it over to Matthew and I sent it over to uh, a buddy of ours, Derek, uh, because Derek's having his kid, I believe, in August. And since Matthew has a newborn, I was like, hey, if you guys want to check out some lullaby tracks, like, check Fuck this out. Yeah. So, again, changing keys, changing mm-hmm. stuff. So this song is works so well with with this kind of stuff that we're talking about. I'm playing you Castlevania, Bloody Tears which I've played many of times on the show. I'm sure people, if they've stuck with us this long, they're like, God damn it. Again, this motherfucker with his castle. <laughs> this I, this fuck- goddamn guy and his bloody fucking tears. No, fucking it's all good. Okay. Castlevania but, had but, fucking but, fantastic movie. I could not stand the game. I'm going to be honest with you. I know like it's oh, a lot of people's favorites, but I, I hated playing it. Is, is phenomenal. Konami knows how to was, bring the tracks. Uh, yeah, the music was amazing. And don't get me wrong, like, Castlevania, like, I'm getting through it, and, like, I'm still playing the original ones, because guess what? I've never beaten them. Like, I've played them, and they're just hard as fuck. Yeah, I've never I've never beaten them because I didn't enjoy playing them. I only okay. ever beat games that I enjoy playing, um, which is why Final Fantasy VIII of all of them is one of the few RPGs that I've ever actually beaten. And that's because really I really like the card game. Such a pass on that because this is actually the worst Final Fantasy in the entire series. But the <laughs> fact that you like the game because of the card game, I find adorable. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, Eric, you win because no one else talks about the card game, and you're like, if they just made the card game a game, set, I would set. play that. Like, I would like put that, that on mobile, and I would be playing. I would be fucking fuck. I would delete Yahtzee, and I would be playing that all day. <laughs> oh my god! Like they're they're literally missing an opportunity right now because you're like, yeah, somebody take should my write a letter. Somebody should write a letter. But, uh, yeah, no, that's why I find it adorable. To me, Final Fantasy VIII, I think, is the worst fucking game in the series. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's just me. But to the fact that you're like, oh, I don't, you're like, I didn't even care about the fucking storyline. I just wanted the fucking cards. Like, I just played the card game. That's great. (laughs) And it's funny because I told my buddy Patrick that, who also hates Final Fantasy VIII. I'm like, Eric actually likes that game. And Patrick's like, you know what? I've never met Eric, and I don't (laughs) like him right now. I go, no, no, no. Eric likes it for the card game, and Pet goes, wait, what? He goes, yeah, he doesn't give two shits about the entire game. He was just like, oh, I just played the card game. He's like, if they made that card game mobile, done. And Patrick's all like, all right, Eric, Eric gets a pass now. And I'm like, right? Eric gets a pass on that video game. Like, anybody else mentions, like, Final Fantasy VIII, I'm like, fuck you. Fuck your gophers. Don't give two shits. And then Eric's like, the card game. I'm like, yeah, he wins. All right, so I'm going to play this, but this is, uh, again, back to the haunting minor weird keys, but uh, not Final Fantasy, but Castlevania. All right.
So usually when I hear that song, I'm all like, yeah, let's fuck up some vampires. This is fucking metal because it's all like, bam, bam, <laughs> huge fucking. And this one, I was just like, oh, my God, I do not want to go into Dracula's castle right now. This is fucking creepy. <laughs> and I'm like, but this is a lullaby? I was all like, what? You're like, well, I mean, if you want your children to have nightmares, I suppose. It depends on whether or not they've ever seen the game. But, uh, yeah. Well, well I, I but it was a, it's a good tune, though. I would put it this way. To today's standards, the game probably isn't that frightening, uh, especially the 8-bits and stuff like that. I will highly recommend this, Eric. If you're looking, if you're itching for something to watch, like you're like, I don't know what to watch. I want something new. Definitely check out the Castlevania animated series on mm-hmm. Netflix. It's only four seasons. They're done with it. But holy fuck, that last season, I couldn't believe the, and, and also the voice casting in that. I couldn't believe the voice casting they got for that show. I didn't realize they had done Oh yeah, a Castlevania show. To be honest, yeah, so like that's and, actually. And I'll put it this way: the guy is brand new information. It, what I love about it, the guy who created it, he was like, "I want to do more video game stuff," and I'm like, "Yeah, give it to him because the guy knows what he's doing." He wanted to do the Netflix series of the Legend of Zelda, hmm. and I guess I got you know uh, canceled or whatnot. But I was just all like, "Yeah, any other thing, give it to him because he understands fucking video games." This is the first time I watched a like anime video based off a video game going like, Oh shit, you actually stuck with the lore of the game, which I was surprised with. Like, I thought you were going to do your like own thing, but like, no, Mm -hmm. you actually stuck with the lore of the game, which I was like, okay, weird. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I'll have to check that out. I've got a lot of stuff on my list. I, uh, no, I understand. Like, the I'm other just day, saying, like, if you're just all like, fuck, I want to watch something. I don't know what to watch. Mm -hmm. Pop on an episode. If you like it, cool. If not, whatever. Yeah. It's just, Oh man, there's so much stuff. Like, I always try to find time to watch new things, and then what I end up doing is rewatching shit I've already watched. Stuff. Yeah, we um, do it too. Like, I'm actually rewatching Babylon Five right now because I know you said that over, and I was, I was like, "Oh shit!" And you were like, "This first season is fucking oh, it's, nuts. It's fucking garbage. It's so trash." But what's what's funny is like if you watch it from a comic reader's perspective, you totally get it. Because it is, you can tell, because the entire first season, most of it is, like, entirely written by J. Michael Straczynski, which, who is one of my favorite comic authors. He's a great comic author, but you can tell that it, it doesn't directly translate to TV. So there's definitely moments when you're like, I bet that looks better on a comic page. <laughs> <laughs> and it... It's still like it's still a fun show and it's still interesting, um, but yeah, that that first season especially, okay, is, so is is pretty rough. But it do, I know it does get better because I've seen the entire season series yeah, yeah. before. So, so question for you, uh, season season one, how many episodes? Um, I don't know. I'm. Did they get like? Did they get up to twenty, or was it one of the mid season things? No, no. I think I, it was a full. I, I think it was a full. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to. 23, 24 episodes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a full. No, I just, I just wanted run. to know, like, you were, you're going through that first season, going like, oh shit, I got, tw-, you're like, I got twenty four more of these. God, but you know geez. what? The same thing can be said if you look, go back and look at Star Trek: The Next Generation, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. That first season was twenty three episodes. And uh, a well, good solid half of them were not great, and there were a few in there, more than a few that were just utter trash. I mean, um, dude, I totally get it. Like, I love The Simpsons, but you look at that first season, and they don't hit their stride until like season two, and you're like, okay, now this is The Simpsons I know I love. But those first couple of like episodes of the first season, you're all like, 
oh, this is a family show? You're like, that's what's, dysfunctional? You're and like, then wait, they decide to go, here? yeah, we're dysfunctional, but let's throw that out the window, and we're a fucking cartoon, so let's do what we do, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to trying to look up right now to see because um, I don't I don't want it to start playing, but of course that's what it's going to do is start fucking playing. I don't want you to start playing. I want you to tell me how many more episodes are in this season because right now I'm I'm only on episode eight of the first season. Like I haven't been, okay. I don't have a ton of time to watch stuff, so unfortunately my my watch throughs get uh, very slow sometimes. But let me just take a look here. Baby, 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 lawn. Okay, here we go. Baby lawn five. Season one went twenty-three episodes. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it would. It did get a full it, a full, full run, season. and I'm trying to see if it tells me when the original air date was. What um, did it air on? Was it originally on Sci-Fi? No, no. This was network. TV. Network? This was network TV. This was back in the day before. I like. Th- I'm pretty sure this was pre-sci-fi. Um, I'd have to look it up on IMDb to see when the actual original. Was this, a, was this a show on UPN or was it on like an actual? I think it life? eventually ended up on UPN, but I'm pretty sure it started because this was this almost comp- competed directly with. Um, so the series ran between 1993 and 1998. Damn. So it basically directly competed with the end of Star Trek Next Generation and beginning of Deep Space Nine, which is a sore point for the creator, Michael J. Straczynski, who claims that he took his premise for this show to Star Trek first, and they Uh turned him down, and then a few years later created Deep Space Nine, which he thought was a bit of a ripoff of his, his idea. But it was there was not enough there to be actionable, so it wasn't. Um, so yeah, the first episode aired February twenty second, nineteen ninety three. So that would have been, yeah, that would have been. I'm I'm thinking that's during the run of Star Trek: Next Generation, if I'm not mistaken. I'm yeah, trying to remember be, when. Nineteen ninety three, third grade oh, for geez. me. Star so, Trek. Yeah. Star Trek: Next Generation. Yep, Star Trek: Next Generation ran from eighty seven to ninety four. So it will. It started when the second to last season of Star Trek: Next Gen started. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong because it might have been just playing reruns, but what network was Star Trek: The Next Generation on? Was it Fox? No, no, it would have been on. Um, uh, Next Generation would have been originally on uh, NBC, I believe, okay, so NBC, or it so could no. have been. No, wait. Um, no, it was no, it was CBS. It was CBS. Originally. CBS? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Trek was CBS. And okay, then. So um, that means the, the reruns were on Fox. Because that's when I was watching Next Generation was on yeah. Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they syndicated it almost to me. Like, it was. The first few seasons had already been syndicated to other networks while the series was still running new. But yeah, it was a CBS show originally. Okay. Um, but, okay, I'm uh, just trying to figure out what network Because that was before U- UPN didn't exist until yeah, no, 95 no. or 96. Like 90, yeah, 96, like something. You know how I know is because it existed after the second season of Viper, which didn't come out until 1994. 
So we're not gonna we're not gonna discuss Viper because Paramount Plus no, still Viper, hasn't added guys, Viper to guys, the list. Guys, if you if you subscribe to the Patreon page <laughs> next week, the entire episode is Viper. For everyone who's <laughs> not subscribed to the Patreon page, you're just gonna get a generic episode. You get a regular episode if you're if you're not subscribed. If you are yeah, subscribed, no, you get I, we, all Viper down, all the time. Down. We tracked down not the Blu-rays, not the DVDs, not the VHSs, but the actual film of Vipers. And we are watching them right now, (laughs) back to back, to give you a full four-hour episode next week of just entire Viper. If you have purchased the Go Fuck Yourself Gophers, or Fuck Gophers... You see, we found that the original original recordings of the first season were actually lost. So what we've done... For our Patreon supporters at the Go Fuck Yourself Gophers level, we have reunited the entire cast of season one of Viper, and they will be reenacting the entire first season for us live on air, but only for the Go Fuck Yourself Gophers level of our Patreon page. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, next week, if you get the generic episode, that means you're not subscribed. Uh, don't get me wrong. Next mm-hmm. next week's episode will be good. We'll talk some Loki and everything like that, but. For you Patreon subscribers at uh, fu- uh, uh, Fuck Gophers go fuck level. Your, go fuck uh, yourself, gonna, Gophers gonna, level or gonna, higher. You're going to get the reunion that everybody's been wanting. Like HBO Max wanted the Viper reunion. And they they we, said, we, sorry, we, like, we already no. signed with Socially Awkward. We already signed with Socially Awkward. We already signed yep. with Four Eyed Radio Network. We're good. Yep. We got this. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, so they, had to, they had to settle for the Friends mm-hmm. reunion. That yeah, Fred reunion seven, was yeah. their second choice. They yeah. were going for the Viper reunion, but we had it on lockdown. So, mm-hmm. sorry, you suckers yeah, that watched the Fred reunion. She was like, "Really? We were second? <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you are." Yeah, Matthew Perry was quoted as saying, "Could we be any more second place? Could we be <laughs> any more second? Actually, no. He was quoted saying, "Could I be any more of a drug? Oh, I'm, my marriage is over again." <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. That's hard. It was, okay, I, I feel I feel bad for him though because if you know the so did you watch the special? I did. Yeah, okay, we and about this last week Matthew said it was trash. It was, it was not it great. Was, I, I wouldn't honestly, say trash, but I, I honestly, I mean, would have rather take a. Oh, what did I tell Anna that I rather would have had for a uh, a reunion? Oh fuck, I would take a Frasier. Oh hell yeah! I mean that would be awesome. I mean, granted, but, we don't have uh, uh, what was it? Uh, fucking um, his dad. Yeah, I always said Martin. Maloney. You know, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the actor's name, but Martin Crane. Yeah, it's Martin. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that sucks. But people. I, I don't know <laughs> if if you were a fan of the show, I think the reunion is worth watching. If you're not a fan of the show, then it's going to do absolutely well, nothing yeah, for no, you. Don't so. get me wrong. Like, I, I didn't have any problems with the reunion. I was like, okay, they did what they did. But like after the end of the credits where it's like produced by, oh, everybody who is on the reunion show. I was more confused by, uh, fuck, some, I can't remember his first name. Uh, Corgan, the guy who mediated the reunion. Oh, uh, John J- uh, um, James Corden. No, James. James? Okay. Is it James? I can't remember if it's James or John. I don't know. He's he's British. He does British stuff, and I'm yeah, like, no, he's great. And stuff, I was like, I why is he there. here? Yeah, that's what I was confused about. I was like, are you a huge Friends fan? Like, I'm like, cool if you're doing it. Like, no, like again, I have nothing against the guy. I was just very like, like, like out of. I'm like, like one of these things <laughs> are not like the other. That's 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 all I had. My um, my only thing is like people were trashing. Uh, people people were trashing. Um, 
fucking Chandler. What's his name? Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. For like, they were like, oh, is he back on the drugs? He's slurring his speech and stuff. He literally did that episode. He really, he literally did that filming of that special the day after having surgery in his mouth with, and he has taken, had been taking no painkillers because of his addiction. So he was there, like, in serious pain, basically, the entire time. And he had just had surgery in his mouth. That's why he was, like, having a hard time speaking and kind of slurring his words. It wasn't because he was high or drunk. It was because he wasn't high or drunk. If he had been, if he'd been been on pain meds, he probably would have been more articulate and more funny, honestly. Like, it's sad to say, but, yeah, he probably would have been, would have inputted more. I'm also going to say something, and this is nothing against Matthew Perry, but... Matthew Perry, when he's on drugs, he's funnier, he's wittier, and he's thinner. Yep. That... You can watch throughout Friends. Do yourself a favor, kids. Watch Friends on HBO Max. We have no affiliated with them unless they're on the uh, Fuck Gopher uh, Patreon thing. Watch Friends. You will, see Ch- you will see Skinny Chandler. You will see Sweaty Fat Chandler. You will also then see Skinny Chandler again. This is when you can see where, oh, he's on the pills, he's in rehab. He's on the pills. He's on rehab. <laughs> it's a very fucked up thing. And and this is the sad part. I love Matthew Perry. I think he's a he's a great person. It sucks that he has this addiction, you know, to drugs, alcohol, and stuff like that. But you put him on the drugs. He looks better and he's funnier. Yeah, the problem is everything else in his life, of course. But uh, yeah, just fell apart. What right? I think is what I think is funny is like of all the guys on the show, the three guys, I would not have expected Ross to, to be, be the, the one player. who. Like, still looks okay. Okay, right? Yeah, even I was all like... I was like, holy shit, he looks basically the same. Like, a little bit older, yes, but basically the same. Like, Like, change. Yeah, Chandler and Joey both are old and fat like me. Like, they they changed like I did. They they grayed and they got fat. Fun part about Joey, at least, it's like, yeah, he got... uh, He looks great with the gray hair. I'll give him that. Uh, yes, he did gain weight, but he's still fucking funny. Like, he's still, like, like himself. Like, just like, hey, this is, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 and you're exactly right. It's like, like, I wouldn't go and check out, like, a, if they were like, hey, okay, prime example. HBO Max just, just announced that they're doing Gossip Girl again. And I'm like, never saw a Gossip Girl on, you know, the WB or CW or whatever the network was. And, honestly have no intentions to watch this. Now, if yeah. I did sit down and watched it and then walked away from it going, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, because I never watched any of it. So, of course, I'm not going to like it. Yeah, I find with Friends, it's weird. It's like there's there's two camps of people. There's the people who are like, oh, my God, Friends is the best show ever. Yep. And then there's this other camp of people who are like, fuck Friends, it's the worst show ever. It's, it should never have been on TV. It's, blah, blah, blah. So, it's uh, like... Seriously, you guys, none of you have a fucking middle ground? Like, you can't just look at a show and be like, hey, it's funny sometimes, and sometimes it's not, and sometimes it is, and hey, that's okay, because it's a show that went for ten fucking years, so guess what? It's not going to be on point every single fucking episode. So, I have a theory about this. So, with the Friends generation and stuff like that, and I could be wrong, uh, but my theory is, okay, so during the Friends uh, period it's during generation x so you now you are split between two groups of people that people are going like anything that's popular that's lame we like grunge we like this we like that and then you have another generation who's just like yeah whatever's coming our way we're going to accept so it could almost be like the whole like 
hipster thing where it's all like, no, I'm wearing this shirt to be pretentious. No, you're wearing this shirt to be an idiot. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, that's the thing. So you have a bunch of people who just probably just didn't like the show because they were like, oh, it's popular. It's the in thing. I don't want to deal with that. So, yeah, you're exactly right. There is a divide. But that's my theory of like this happened during the Generation X thing where it's all like, OK, so grunge and stuff was out. And then you have like your popular shit that's going on. So it's like so people fell into friends and other people fell into like whatever else. And guess what? That's where we get the fans of X-Files and all this kind of stuff. Because if you look at X-Files, there's a lot of grunge in that. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely Generation X. So that's yeah. my theory on it. I could be wrong about it, but that's my theory where it's just like you're either liked Friends or you thought that Friends was popular. So you were going to be cool and not like it. Yeah. It's, it's just weird that it's one of those things that's so divisive. Like of all things to be divisive and you know, contrary about it. it's like a TV show. Like if you don't like it, cool. Nobody's forcing you to watch it. Like this isn't fucking clockwork orange. We aren't prying your eyes open and making you watch friends. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, like fucking, if you don't like it, don't watch it. That's cool. Don't watch it. But yeah. you don't need to shit all over anybody, especially like, like me. I, I literally fall in the middle. Like I watched the show as it was running. Yeah. I didn't, it wasn't a religious thing. It wasn't like, a, oh, Friends is on. I have to be sitting in front of my You're TV not, when Friends comes I'll on. This way, Eric. If you probably but, still had cable and you're flipping through cable and you hit TBS and it's during like that Friends hour where they're like showing like two episodes of Friends yeah. or three episodes, right? You'd be like, oh, shit, I haven't seen. Oh, I remember this episode. You probably would check it out and blah, blah, blah. Like, like you're like me. You're like a casual watcher where you're like, yeah, yeah I wasn't a hardcore Friends fan. But yeah, the show, like, I believe me, we be, we were at Chiba Hut like, you know, so many years back where they would have TBS on, they would just repeat friends. And I'm like, Oh shit. I remember this episode. Like, yeah. blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And you're like, okay, it has its moments, stuff of like that. But yeah, again, like you said, it, it, in like any sitcom or any television show, if you're running for so many years, yeah, shit's gonna, yeah. everything's not going to hit on. You're going to have some duds. You're going to have some winners and you're going to have some, a whole lot of in between. My, my thing is just like the people who are like vitriolic hate about it. Like, Friends is the worst thing ever. It should be it should be eliminated from the world. It's like nobody's forcing you to watch it. Like you, know you don't because it can be eliminated from your view. Yeah. My my theory is is those people just never had friends. Exactly. And no one was ever there for them when the rain started to fall. Yeah. You know? When their life was stuck in second gear. Yeah. Yeah. When it hasn't been your day. <laughs> your month? Or even your, your year? year? Oh my! You know what, Eric? Single tear. <laughs> and I'll be there for you. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> and so on glad. that note, I think we should uh, play our final tracks for the evening. Okay, um, well, I've got one back. more. Oh, I'm taking. I'm. I'm. I'm having a hard time deciding. I've got two tracks that I put on my list you know, this week. We still got next week, man. If you want to save save one for for next week. Because, All right, uh, I'll save one because I think I. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to save it for next week. I'll probably save it for the week after because I think it's one that Matthew might appreciate more. So I'm going to save that one for a couple of weeks from now. But I'm going to play this one right now, which I really enjoyed. This popped up on my release radar today, as a matter of fact, and I really enjoyed it. This is from a new artist that I've – well, I say new artist. Somebody who I've recently discovered called Ryan Mack, and the track is Guess That's Love, and here it is. You fucked me up. I hate you. 
your guts, but you're still stuck in my head. You broke me down, but I come round and I crawl back in your bed. All of my friends say I could do better, cause we're no good when we're together. No, I tried my best, but I guess that's love. If it fucks you up, I kinda wish I never met you. Then I wouldn't have a shitty matching tattoo. I should probably get it covered up soon Cause every time I see it, it reminds me of you And it makes it too hard to forget When you still live and free in my head So I tell myself, oh, I don't need your shit And I deserve better than this My head knows I should quit But my heart can't help it Cause you fuck me up, I hate your guts But you're still stuck in my head You broke me down, but I come round And I crawl back in your bed All of my friends say I could do better Cause we're no good when we're together No, I tried my best, but I guess that's love If it fucks you up If it fucks you up so what's the point in therapy? I'm spending money just to hear that I get over you eventually That's all my therapist has said to me Well it's been seven months and you're still out here fucking with me mentally And I'm trying not to call you and I'm trying not to text you And I told you this was over and I wish I never met you And I mean it when I say it, yeah I'm done with all this playing games And my parents hate you anyways Oh I don't need your shit And I deserve better than this My head knows I should quit but my heart can't help it Cause you fucked me up, I hate your guts But you're still stuck in my head You broke me down, but I come round And I crawl back in your bed All of my friends say I could do better Cause we're no good when we're together No, I tried my best, but I guess that's love If it fucks you up Fucks you up, guess that's love. If it fucks you up, if it fucks you up, if it fucks you up, guess that's love. If it fucks you up, if it fucks you up. You fuck me up, I hate your guts, but you're still stuck in my head. You broke me down, but I come round and I crawl back in your bed. All of my friends say I could do better, cause we're no good when we're together. No, I tried my best but i guess that's love if it fucks you up wow that's a good track added that i dug that one I've, I've been really digging what he's been releasing lately that's ryan mack i, I definitely you recommend checking him this out hells yeah all right what do you what do you got to close us out what do you what uh, I got to close us out not only we'll close out the show so whatever you want to say whatever you want to do i'm going to close it out with this because it's sea shanty and i think it fits i think it fits with the socially awkward terms of how we usually end the end the end the thing but i think it would be is it the be one from to... from tom benjamin no oh okay because i saw that on your i saw that you put that on the list i'm like oh fuck yeah that's been on my playlist for a while i love that track okay so this one that's cool 
no, I, I will. If you want, I'll play that one next week. That will be All right. Because I, I did add it because I'm like, this is a fun track, and I do want to. No, it's not that, that track. track. It's, 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 a, it's a definitely a fun track. Uh, this one, this one. So I was cleaning the house today, and this track just popped up because, like, you know, sometimes when you're listening to your daily mix, and then it gets to the end, and then it just starts playing shit that's like, hey, this is up your alley. Similar to, yeah, to. and you're like, is it though? But yeah. <laughs> have to do it a couple of times because i'll get some shit that i'm like oh what is this or whatnot so i discovered this track and i'm like this has to be played it's fun it's like a sea shanty kind of thing but it's uh it definitely fits with the tone of socially awkward so eric thank you for hanging out with us tonight steve you thank you for welcome. being here matthew yeah exactly <laughs> but, uh, I, I think we're i think we're gonna i think it's the summertime let's get into the sea shanty styles and let's Hells just yeah. have some fun so i guess until next week guys tap that sass Fuck you, you're a fucking wanker We're gonna punch you right in the balls Fuck you, with a fucking anchor You're all cunts, so fuck you all Fuck you, you're a fucking wanker We're gonna punch you right in the balls Fuck you, with a fucking anchor You're all cunts, so fuck you all Go! You're all cut.
Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> 